All right. Um, what was the moment, if there is one singular moment, you decided you were going to marry me? Mm. <laughs> Honestly, the moment that I knew like this was going to happen, like for sure, was in December of like when we actually had the fire. And bitch, that was last year. Ah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> With that being said, let's take a break. <laughs> All right. And welcome back to another episode of Joe's Mind Podcast, where we talk about becoming a better version of you. And today we got a very special guest, a very special guest of mine, the one and only, my queen, my fiance, <laughs> the legend herself, Lupita. Welcome, baby. Thanks, baby. I was real honored to be here. Well, thank you. You should. <laughs> I do. Doesn't happen often. But you should be honored to finally spend time in our spare room. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, I'm in here quite a lot, actually. Just not behind the mic. Uh, yeah, you're always leaving shit in my room. That is very true. Always. <laughs> so um, today we are talking about relationships. And we have quite a few questions that we need to answer that we received from our uh Friends on social media, people that follow us. Shout out to everyone that has, uh, you know, engaged with us with this. Uh, we got plenty of questions um, we're going to be answering today um, pertaining to relationships, uh, our relationships, and just relationships in general. Um, so, again, thank you. Shout out to you guys for making this possible. Women, them, and they. Like I said, last episode, I'm working on being... Inclusive. More inclusive, yeah. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Thank you to everyone out there that has done that for us. Appreciate you. Um, so before we dive into that, just want to ask you, baby, how's your day today? There's some <laughs> special events going on. Would you like to share? Sure. I think uh, social media will already know by the time they hear this. But your girl got her first tattoo. Hey, <laughs> congratulations, baby. Thanks. She a tatted girl now. Right? Tatted girl. I you got to uh, zoom in to see it. But you know what? She a tatted girl. <laughs> it's there. It is there. I got a matching what. tattoo with my best friend, Cassie. It's a little rocket ship. It's really cute. Why a rocket ship? Because we have this cute little saying where we say we're friends till infinity and beyond. That's crazy. No one asked. So that's why I got a little spaceship. You did. You were uh, like, what'd you do today? I'm just kidding. I was talking about the saying. I'm just a little jealous because you got your first tattoo without me. Yeah, that's... Hater talking right there. I'm just kidding. I'm not that <laughs> jealous. I just, you know, I like to throw my jabs when I can because who doesn't? I keep her on my toes. Yeah. Keep her on my toes. I keep you on your toes. See? What's up, baby? Anyways, <laughs> it is pretty cute. I like it. Shout out to you and Cassie. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you guys finally made it happen. You know, it's been a long time coming. It took an all of uh, three minutes, but. <laughs> yeah, where was it at? Do you want to share? Oh, yes. We got our tattoo at uh, Tattoo Times in Sunnyside. We scheduled with Bobby, but he got us in with his son. Um, so shout out him. I didn't get his name, but I have his Instagram, so I'm definitely going to tag him. And he did a great job. His line work is really nice. It's a very dainty and small tattoo. So the line work was very important for us, especially because it is a small tattoo. So I didn't want it to bleed and... Uh, I can say that both our tattoos came out really, really nice. We're very happy with them. 
10 out of 10 recommend. And the little place is cute. They've grown. It's great. That's good, <laughs> That's good to know. I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. So <laughs> with that, um, shout out to Cassie for getting this cold cup. Since Lupita, I don't want to give her credit. I will. Yeah. It's a little Disney princess cup. Yeah, she's nice. Disney for my it's pretty cute. Almost as cute as my cup. Oh my gosh. True though, yours is handmade and it's very nice. Yeah, shout out uh Marissa, Sweetheart Creations. Sweetheart Creations. She uh made this Joel's Mine cup handmade. It's really nice. Uh it's uh made out of clay. Clay. And uh yeah, it's just pretty dope. You're gonna have to zoom in. I'm gonna have to zoom in on the detail on it. Kinda like my tattoo. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so So with that, um, I feel like there was another question I want to ask, but if not, if I fart, baby, oh, you're just going to have to. No, that was the agreement. No, there was no agreement. I said, if you fart, I'm walking out. That's not true. Bruh, have you all smelled his farts? Shut up. <laughs> okay, so anyways, so we got a bunch of questions here. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and dive into the questions um we have a plethora of questions and i ran on index cards because that's how many questions we got so i'm gonna go ahead and shuffle these index cards and then what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give half the stack to lupita another stack i'm gonna keep and then there is some yellow sticky notes that are placed on the table that are face down so we do not know what questions are being shown but once we pull them we will know. And so... Hand it over. There's Whoa. that. Okay. So with that, baby, go ahead, ladies first. Tell me first? Okay. What is your ideal date night? You go first. Hmm. <laughs> All right, bet. So our ideal date night. Honestly, for us, I guess this is my opinion. Lubita could chime in mm-hmm. if she wants afterwards. Um... I'm be honest. Our ideal day night really. Our our friends are always involved, to some extent. So ideally, we're probably with our friends, to some degree, where we're playing games, hanging out, having fun. But when it comes to like just her and I, we ideal day night usually involves like watching a movie, playing a board game, and eating some good food. That is a trifecta that I feel like we usually conjugate to one way or another. Definitely food involved. (laughs) Definitely, like, quality time. Mm -hmm. And, like, just real in-depth conversation of, like, our goals, where we're at in our relationship, and just kind of what's going on in our minds. So... It's it's really nice. So yeah, I can attest. That's that's probably our ideal night. Is uh, if it's not with friends, yeah. Because as you guys know, we love to hang out with our friends. Our friends are fun though. I know you guys know that. You all see our stuff. But yeah, they're um, dope. They're pretty cool. They're cool people. Yeah. Super blessed. We are. Shout out you guys. <laughs> but if it's just Joel and I, it's usually a at home type of date night. Um, I mean, sometimes we go out to dinner. Monados are shit. Manana buffet. Yeah, dude. Here in Yakima. Bomb. Bomb. So uh, catch us there a lot of the times for date night because 
you know, who doesn't like a buffet? Um, but if not, we'll probably order something. Definitely, though, good food. And then um, usually a movie or a couple of episodes in our series. Um, sometimes we do like to play board games, just Joel and I. We like to fuck around and do OG. Yeah, OG. Sorry. Speed oh, no. now. Speed. Has become a favorite. And then we just like to talk and hang out. Definitely quality time. When we like to talk shit too. So if there's anyone out there that's like cringing to our jokes, I'm sorry. But it's going to stick because it's who we are. We like to joke around mm-hmm. and tease each other. Mm-hmm. Joel says I play too much. She does play too damn much, <laughs> I swear. But yeah, so. that's our ideal date night. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, good question. Go ahead and discard that. Okay. Card. All right, you want me to go next? Sure. For the first juicy question of the night, how do y'all keep your sex fun and exciting? Oh, dang. What are you doing, baby? I'm, I'm moving them Why around. are you moving them? Because the next one, he wasn't ready for that. <laughs> this is what I mean. I can't do anything with her because when it comes to structure, it doesn't even fucking matter. Oh. You had a purpose for the way they were like. No, it, the purpose oh. was randomized. And yeah. You're over here, fucking. Sh- sh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was just too deep. We ain't there yet. All right, fair enough. Anyway, okay. but apparently we're on the sex one, so. <laughs> uh, that's definitely. <laughs> what was the question? Not deep, right? Anyways, how do y'all keep your sex fun and exciting? Oh. <sighs> you dirty birds. Um. Yeah, you gotta take away. Me? Uh, how do we keep our sex life entertaining? I think we uh, like to try new things. Um, sometimes. Um, I did dabble in the uh, TMI. I don't even know what's like t- TMI to say, but I guess we're all adults, right? I hope. Oh, hell no. Um, I know some of y'all are sitting there waiting on the edge of your seat. <laughs> You're like, say it, <laughs> say it. I've dabbled into, obviously, the lingerie, and that's always fun. Very, very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that is fun. Yeah, and Joel does a good job of making me feel sexy, so it's always fun because I feel sexy and Gots to. Uh, definitely Gots to push myself out of my comfort zone, <clears throat> even when I'm not feeling very sexy, but always turns out to be a good time. Um. And yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> Virgin. Let me go ahead and take the robes, baby, since you're struggling over there. Yes, please help me. <laughs> so first and foremost, I got a whole speech for this. First and foremost, how do we keep it fun and sexy and exciting? When it comes to us dabbling and experimenting and, and having fun and it being safe and mm-hmm. sexy, it's safety. Like... We wouldn't do the things that we do if, if we didn't feel safe. So, like, I would say that's that was number one, like, in our, like, to begin with, in the very beginning of a journey of our relationship, like, if she wasn't feeling safe or I was just not feeling comfortable, you know, like, that was something that was discussed amongst ourselves. But once, like, that safety and, like, that trust between each other was there, it was easier for us to experiment and dabble into uh, different quick extra or activities, I should say. So with that, uh, the first time, and sometimes, so 
with that, once that was already established, once that was there, then came the push, you know? And the very first time that I pushed Lupita out of her comfort zone, because, you know, honestly, it comes down to that. You got to feel safe and you got to push past your comfort limits, especially when you're getting really intimate and going places that no one else has been to for the most part. Um, you just got to kind of push that line and gauge where you're at with it and how comfortable your partner is. And of course, obviously if there's like the pleasure is still there, you know, cause obviously things are awkward, especially when you're like <laughs> doing different things that you've never done before. And um, you know me, I laugh at everything. So it makes it even more awkward. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but yes. Uh, yeah, it does. And it's, but it also but it like, makes it fun. Yeah, it's it a good time. Up the mood. It yeah. really does. It's like a good icebreaker when you guys are both just fucking experimenting, trying something new. And, and then you it's guys like, feel the awkwardness and then yeah. you guys just start cracking up. Like that does break the ice. So like that also keeps it fun and exciting because we're both nervous and we're like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? But also like we're fucking down. So we're like, <laughs> let's do it. We're, you know, we're already here. We just, you know, get past this awkwardness. Uh, but going back to the pushing, the very first time I took Lupita to a sex store. Oh my gosh, we're gonna go there. <laughs> she was so mad. <laughs> okay. She was so uncomfortable. Nah, explain the situation. Cat. Right. This is how he came at me. He's like, I'm gonna take you somewhere romantic. I'm gonna take you somewhere nice. Somewhere I'm nice. I'm gonna take you somewhere you've never been before. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. And if you guys know Joel, he's very like um the tallista i said this last time in our last relationship episode like he's just super what's the word how do you say that tallista in english mysterious no like um you pay attention to detail okay relax (laughs) you are sexy though my spanish is bad but um yeah like very detail oriented and um just likes to i'm intentional yes very intentional so i was expecting something he was very intentional with that, by the way. <laughs> but I didn't understand. And so then we pull up to this store and I'm like, what is this? And I'm expecting flowers, like something cute. Because we're down in Seattle by the Pike Place, by the Pike, Pike Market. Yeah, Pike Market. So I'm yeah. like, okay, like I've been here before, but also like, you know, I was expecting something cute. He pulls up to a freaking sex store and he's like, this is it. Can Dude, you guys the look have- on her face. <laughs> Priceless. I tell you what. She was shocked. She was surprised. The <laughs> element of surprise was there. But I was mad. <laughs> but we didn't walk out empty-handed. I tell you what. <laughs> so with that, going back to you know pushing that, like I feel like in relationships, there's one that is a little more comfortable doing something the other other person's not, and I think it's their responsibility to kind of push them in a safe manner. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, those boundaries are kind of being passed. But I'll say, and honestly. But honestly, also communication of, you know, what you guys are willing to do, what y'all are willing to do. Because if you're not willing to do something and you just kind of, you know, pull it out on them, do whatever it is that, that you know, you're looking for, then, I mean, that could be over a little intimidating. So how we keep it safe or not safe, well, also safe, but like sexy, fun and exciting mm-hmm. is just like continuing where we picked up. Pick up where we left off. And, and honestly, it wasn't that bad. Like, 
I just had never been to one. Yes, <laughs> virgin over here. I had never been to a sex store, mm-hmm. but we're all adults. I'm sure you guys have, some of you guys have gone to one, and it's not that bad. And again, how do you break the ice? How did I break the ice? Have you have y'all been to a sex store? Your girl was cracking up in there <laughs> looking at this stuff. I was she all, was. whoa, definitely broke the ice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it was fun. Ended up being fun and uh, not as bad as I thought. And it's, again, we're all adults. It's just it's normal. It's just a sex story, like. Just was yeah. funny. Yeah, it was. It was super funny and fun. After but the matter, it, it was it, like dad's element surprise that we also were like in Seattle for like a date, date weekend or date day. I don't know. We were up there, mm-hmm. um, but we already had already done a couple fun things already. So it. Yeah, he took me to the spaghetti factory. It's no longer there. If you guys went to the spaghetti factory, then you know. I don't think it was that time. Oh, or was, was that it? Time? I feel like it was that time. Was or did we go to cheesecake? No, that we went to the aquarium and then we went to the spaghetti factory. But I think that time we went to the cheesecake factory. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we we were already doing something fun. I had already like we already mm-hmm. gone on a couple like different activities like throughout the day, so it was a little easier to do something like that and not just be like, "Hey, get in the car. I got a, a weird <laughs> surprise for you." So like that's not how it happened. No. We definitely already had like a good day going and I just knew there was a sex shop around the corner because the spice market and everyone knows where Deja Vu's at. It's hard <laughs> to miss, you know. So um but anyways, also just keeping it sexy and fun. It's just knowing each other. Like we know how like what we're willing to do mm-hmm. and what we're not willing to do and like what we're like on the fence about doing. So mm-hmm. like Again, kind of pushing that boundary and, like, that comfortability. And there's things that, like, at first I was like, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I wasn't even going to revisit this shit later. You're. And then, if y'all didn't know, Joel and I have been together for nine years. <laughs> we revisited it. And it wasn't as bad anymore. But I feel like um, it took time to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, that trust and that safety was built to the point where we're at now and you know, when I started feeling comfortable. And so I feel like it just takes time with your partner and learning them and that safe environment where you guys both feel like you can dabble into some new things. And like y'all could do some weird shit and y'all are not going to judge each other. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Like, and you know, and then like, we obviously have been together for a long time. Marriage is like around the corner Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your girl has a ring. I know he said it last time, but I'm here now and I'm going to say it. Yeah. I got a ring. <laughs> and so, like, who else am I going to do this shit with? You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're in a relationship and it's kind of like one of those, like, you know, it's up in the air, like, how long it's going to be, where it's going to go. You know what I'm saying? We all been there. But, like, I guess respecting those boundaries, if it's not something that's. You, you want to do something and they're not willing to do it. Like, you got to respect that, especially if, like, you can't see yourself being with this person for a long time or, like, you know, that's not a conversation you guys had or you guys are not even there yet in your in your relationship. Like, I would say be respectful and fair. Like, this is the person you're, you know you're not going to marry. Let, let's not push a boundary where, you know what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. it's going to be uncomfortable for them. And it's what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where that mutual respect and communication comes in. Yeah, this is very not selfish. Like, I don't do things just for Joel. Like, this is very mutual. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's for both of us. Not scratch. I scratch your back. You scratch my back. It's well, I guess kind of is. Kind of, but, but yeah, we want to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's Sometimes at that we point. We do that shit together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, baby. I interrupted you. It's okay. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we move on? Yes. Okay. Good question. Yes. I know you guys were waiting for that one. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Um, how did you know you were the one wow. for each other? I know. And that's Shuffle what I tried to show. I'm just kidding. I right? know. <laughs> oh, go ahead. We could do that one. Okay. How did you know you were the one for each other? Um, uh, you want to go or you want me to go? Oh, you go. I okay. want to hear this. <laughs> so let's see. There's a lot to it. There wasn't like one exactly specific moment. I mean, yes and no. You know what I'm saying? But like, I guess I knew I wanted to take this relationship super serious when in the very beginning when I I was going through my own journey of becoming a better version of myself. And honestly, like Lupita has played a huge role in like me becoming a better version of myself. That's when we met. It was in a, a, like a a metamorphosis of my life where I was deliberately, intentionally self-aware of becoming a better version of myself. I was doing everything, anything and everything. Well, I shouldn't say it like that, but I was doing a lot of things differently that I had done in previous uh, scenarios where, uh, you know, I was abstinent. I, you know, took some time from participating in any like substances, watching porn, masturbating i really was on a journey of just trying to heal some wounds that i was going through at that time and also like put myself in a position that i was not going to make the same mistake twice um and holding myself accountable for like the actions and like the decisions that i had made that led to me having those wounds and so like when she came into my life i was already on this journey of you know just trying to heal i was not trying to look for anyone by all means um but when she came in i heard a lot of good things i'll say that because i know there's another question (laughs) pertaining to that but you know i just i got a good recommendation uh from a group of guys and so i took that and i was like all right i asked myself that question i'm like an opportunity like this doesn't present itself often. And I am in a, you know, a very early stage of me trying to become a very, uh, you know, be that man that I know I can be and that I want to be a man that's deserving of love. Um, and so what was the question again? <laughs> when did you know I was the one? Okay, cool. So <laughs> like that honestly allowed me to, explore this relationship and kind of figure out like allow myself to be vulnerable because really I was at a point where I was kind of I just had to make some really tough decisions for myself you know what I'm saying but I kind of felt like she was like a huge possibility of being the one when I first like learned about her and met her and got to talk to her more, learn her values, where she comes from, who she's about, what she's about, who she is as a person. So, like, in those beginning stages, like, wow, this is really someone I can see myself settling down with. This is someone I can see myself, you know, like, 
having kids with you know and so and even though we were really young like i think we were like turning 19 20 mm-hmm. when we like met each other so like yeah it was just you know so like i guess the idea played in my head that she possibly could have been the one and then it didn't dawn on me until like she was the one one i would say probably in the year like when we were graduating, like, towards the end, 2017, 2018, like, that's when I knew, I'm like, man, like, we moved in together for the first time, and, like, throughout that journey of us, like, moving in together and then moving out and, like, moving back here to Yakima, like, that's when I knew, I'm like, she ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and we had gone through so much, like, at that point that it just really felt like, like, there's just no question about it. Like, there was just a lot of history that we was developed and a lot of, like, obstacles and challenges that we've overcame together, you know, together and individually. And also, like, there was just a, a huge amount of growth. So, like, I would say between, like, 2017 and 2018, like, that's when we really, that's for me, at least for me, like, solidified, like, all right, like, we for sure are, like, shooting for the stars and, you know, living, living happily ever after. So... That's what I would say. Mm. That's nice. Um, for me, <clears throat> I feel like it's kind of like similar to Joel's. I don't feel like there was like a, a specific time, I guess. Um, but, you know, when we first started dating, obviously, you date somebody, well, for the most part, you know, you want to date with the intention, if that's if that's your goal of marriage. I was obviously... In college, and so I was like, well, yeah, if I want to date, obviously I want to get married. Um, but we were re- very, very young, I feel like. I mean, we weren't even that young, but we were 19. Like, we had just graduated from high school a year before. We were hella young. Yeah. And we were still we're trying young. to figure out our lives um, individually while simultaneously trying to, like, learn each other. And so I feel like, uh, as any couple, especially starting couples, we, I mean, maybe maybe just us, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't assume, but we obviously had challenges. College was tough. We were poor. Our basic needs weren't met. Like, we just had a lot going on. And so thinking if he was the one at that time was, like, just a thought, you know, like, maybe this is who I'm going to be with. I hope this is who I'm going to be with, you know? Um, But I feel like what really made me feel like he was the one was um, the consist- the consistency that Joel brought of like wanting to be a better version of himself, being a good man to me, um, being compassionate, being kind, being there to pick me up when I was down. Um, just a great partner. And as we're going through life, like I'm like, man, you know, like um, it's been great having Joel around and he takes care of me really well and he makes me feel safe and um it's just those that consistency of those feelings year after year um and then the end goal of like wanting to be a better person and pushing himself to be a better person that was beautiful to watch like you're incredible baby <laughs> and you've grown a lot and it's been great to get to watch you and um so I feel like that is what made me feel like, made me feel loved. And I was like, damn, like, this motherfucker really love me. <laughs> and that, that's when I felt that, like, when I really felt that genuine love. And not that he didn't 
always show it. He did. But I feel like we just got to a specific point in our lives where like Joel really made me feel like I was it for him. And that's when it really hit me like, damn, like this is also it for me. Like I feel it. I don't feel like our end goal is the same. I feel like when we um, have our disagreements, like we work towards them. I feel like the growth, the continuous growth was also a big indicator of like, this is somebody that I want to be with. This is somebody who I can communicate with. This is someone who is willing to duke it out with me in a way where we're trying to save our relationship and we're trying to grow and be better. And I mean, I can't ask for anything more than that. Like, it was great. I'm like, dude, this is great. We get to work together. We get to grow together and we get to create this beautiful life. And so you felt that in college. Um, no, I felt that and I did feel that in college, but I really, 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 really felt it like when we graduated 2018 was a little rough just because that was our first year out of college and we like moved in together and our basic needs were not being met. And that shit really fucks with you guys when you're when your basic needs are not being met, like you're on survival mode and we were on survival mode. But the year after that, like. I feel like we I'd, did it. I would say the six months after that. Yeah, like, like six fair, months after the, that. Oddly enough, because the last year's first six months was really rough. Yes. But then if y'all didn't know, we had a house fire. But <clears throat> can't say that enough. But that year in 2018, those first six months were really rough. And, and like literally as soon as I feel like the six month hit, uh, it just was that change that we needed, that momentum that we needed the peace that we needed mm -hmm. to really like be able to work on focus on ourselves um in our relationship but yeah there's there there was there was just a lot of like survival mode and just mm -hmm. trying to but even yeah, through that through like, even through survival mode i feel like joel you still made it a point to be there for me and you know it was hard like you know there was times where we were forced to choose between school and our relationship. And y'all know how that goes. You know, school comes first. And so yeah. that shit was tough sometimes to be like, I'm sorry, but school comes first. And it was for the best. Like, no regrets. School definitely comes first coming from a teacher. But yeah. it's like, you know, that's what has helped us be successful ultimately. So I'm glad that we didn't put school to the side. Um, but it just... I still, even through that, like, I still felt the love in college. I had to go through a, a very invasive surgery. If you know, you know. I'm not going to go into details. <laughs> in college. And, yo, when I tell you this man was there for me in a way where. I almost fought a doctor, dude. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. If that motherfucker is hearing this, he's lucky. Yeah, you fucking suck. I'm just kidding. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> it was terrible. But he was still, the, like, he was there for me, dude. This was during school. Like. I, I'm telling you, like, the love, Joel has always made me feel loved and safe and cared for. And I feel like that's what you can ask about a partner. And he made me happy, even even through surviving. Um, so, yeah, I feel like there wasn't, I guess there was, like, a specific moment, but there just was a continuous, like, yeah. of it. That is what led to be, like, this is who I want to be with. This person matches my my values and my morals and we have the same some of the similar goals and we're pushing to be better people and it was there the change was visible the growth was very visible and had it not been there I don't know if we'd be now you know in both of our you know there's a lot of growth that I had to do as well as an individual and as a partner um, but it just felt great to know that 
we both wanted it. And so we made the difficult changes and had those difficult conversations to be where we're at now. And I wouldn't have changed anything. So it's a pretty long uh, response. But yeah, that's how I knew he was one. (laughs) Yeah, I I would like to add, like when we first started talking, like when we were in that talking phase, like we both had that conversation where like if we do this that's because we were like in it for the long run like mm-hmm. like we make that next step of like us not just talking and honestly like she was like someone that i i just knew i could trust like i trusted her words like i just felt it when she when she would tell me something and and i was being you know the most honest i mean and I, it's not like i'm not an honest person or i wasn't before but like I just made it very clear what my intentions were and if like if this is something we decide to do together like I'm like I just want to let you know like I'm all in and we're gonna like like this is essentially till death do us part even though like we definitely understood where we were at where we were coming from and like where we were at in our lives and like what our main priority was which was school Mm -hmm. and so yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot to our whole nine years of it yeah but like i that i feel like those first like three four years was a lot of growth and like Mm -hmm. just survival like in the trenches together and just dealing with our like individual self and also like our relationship as a couple like there was just a lot and so like we definitely and i was bad i was very needy and we were poor Mm -hmm. and your girl knows how to cook and my mom said that the way to a man's heart is De la panza. So you know what Yeah, I but did? once she was outside of her house <laughs> and she's learning about Taco Bell and McDonald's. Ah, you can expose me like that. Pizza Hut. I call me de la casa. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that wasn't a saying she knew in college. But it's okay. Neither did I. We, we were... If you're in college, you know. You, yeah, you, you know. went there. You can't tell me y'all didn't go to Who's trying to cook? You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, she did. No, I'm not saying she didn't. But like... I did. And she cooked really well. But yeah, it was... Uh, you know what I'm saying? You're like you're just with your friends and you're young and dumb. Like you're in college, like you only know as much as you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're coming straight out of high school, like there's just so much freedom, you know. And last thing you want to do is be making food and washing dishes. Mm-hmm. To this day, <laughs> facts. All right, next question. This mm-hmm. is a good, actually a good, perfect question. Okay. Who kissed who first? Oh my god. So let's gosh. go ahead and perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead baby i kissed joel first because joel was a square and he wasn't gonna kiss ah. me <laughs> okay so she's just no. trying to cover up no he was <laughs> let me give you the full story no. okay look like i said joel was very respectful this this was um i moved up in january and um my roommates were still in during winter break so they weren't there and i was like yo First of all, I've never lived by myself. Second of all, I've never even been up here in Ellensburg by myself. So I'm going to be spending the night by myself in this apartment, by myself in a town that I don't know anybody besides my friends, a couple of friends. I was like, by myself? And this guy. And Joel. So I was like, oh, do I call him over? Do I not? Like, what do I do? She wanted wanted me over. Damn right. So I called him. (laughs) And you know what he did? He came over. So I wanted to be there too. <laughs> so I was glad he came over because that was the first, uh, my first weekend there. Your girl did not waste any time. So um, he came over and I made him camarones a la diabla because again, Fire. my mom said you get a man by the 
by the stomach, so I had to cook. And um, after that, we were in the kitchen cleaning. I was, yeah, I was cleaning. And he showed up. He was like just standing there. And I was like, you know, is he going to do it? Yeah, is he not going to do it? All weird, right? Yeah. He just stands in the kitchen after they're done eating. I was washing the dishes. I was cleaning. You, what were you doing in the kitchen just standing there not helping? What do you mean? I was engaged. I was eyes locked in. So. Anyways, yeah. Go ahead. Then. I went in for a kiss, but I was so nervous. And so I smiled because I just, I laugh at everything and I smile. And so as soon as I like went in for a kiss, yo, I freaking. She clanked my tooth. <laughs> with my tooth. <laughs> I we was didn't smiling. kiss. Our first kiss wasn't a kiss. It was almost a visit to the dentist, dude. I tell you what. <laughs> I, honestly, like I seen her coming in for a kiss and I was just like. Damn, that was fast. That literally, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, it was just a peck. It wasn't even a makeup. It wasn't, yeah, no, but it was, it was just, just gonna be a little peck, but it wasn't even that. It was the fucking. Nah, but I was dealing with, you know, <laughs> the saint over here. So I just was like, whoa, you know, hey. But, anyways, I saw, like, I was obviously was sitting there smiling. And then as she was leaning, she, like, just smiled last <laughs> moment. And. <laughs> you guys should have seen his little face. He was all smiling. He was all ready for it. So I was like, oh, and then. Uh, our fucking teeth broke the moment <laughs> you know so that was our first kiss real smooth and sexy yeah sounds like uh and guess what we did after that we busted out laughing yep because we're going back to uh breaking the ice but yes that was our first kiss and then he gave me a kiss for real yeah i was, then like, we... here. I was like here let me do it i got yeah. you <laughs> let, the, let the man with the plan do it yeah, that was pretty funny. Pretty embarrassing. He likes to tell that story because. Because if I leaned in and gave her a kiss, you know how it had gone. <laughs> Just like the second time we kissed. See, mine makes for a better story. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Thank God I got this podcast to share that. Oh my gosh. It's going to be on the internet forever, baby. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's my turn. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. What do you do when one partner is too hot? More importantly, how the fuck do y'all sleep? Bruh. <laughs> what do you mean too hot? I could do a whole episode on this. Uh, a partner when one partner is too hot. Oh. You mean like when I'm cuddling up against you and you're like, you're hot. Yeah. And then you push me over? I, yeah, I, I would Yeah, I would read that that way. Yes. Hmm. All right. So I have a whole... Hmm. I can break this down to you. This is how... <laughs> couple should sleep all right so unless you guys are like head to toe let me rewind that unless y'all are like the same size height height with whatever then it's gonna be a little different however still rule applies the shorter one has to go below the taller one okay because then the taller one gets to wrap their arm around the shorter one. And from there, you guys are, y'all are, you know, like a puzzle piece. Y'all fit. None of this shoulder to shoulder bullshit. Or worse, you got the shorter one above the taller one. It don't make no damn sense. Yo, my grandma said the chungle was going to grab my feet. So me, and he hates it because I tuck the blanket under my feet. But I'm like, nah, ain't no chango going to get me. It's not even that. This girl likes to sleep 
with her neck to the headboard. <laughs> Do you know how like hard it is to like cuddle someone when their neck, their head's like at a ninety degree angle and they're just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even joking. I can't even exaggerate this. He ain't lying. I see pretty far up. And I'm like, bro, chill the fuck out. The headboard is, is a headboard. It's not a neck rest. You know what I'm saying? Like, our head is supposed to go to the board, not the neck. Who Anyways. asked this damn question? <laughs> a very wise guy. Very, very wise guy. But anyways, the taller one has got to be above the shorter one so that the, the shorter one can fit into the pocket of the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? So... When the taller one pissed the arm around, the shorter one can put the head on the shoulder, and then they can y'all can just wrap each other up at that point. But y'all, this isn't a when it comes to the bed and then sleeping next to you, there's no such thing as equality. All right. There's gotta be a, a level of difference to give yourself the most comfort, in my experience. But I was like, I'm a very hot body, so I like to stick one leg out. And uh do that because Lupita's super cold. She was cold though. This was there. we got a heater in this room because of how cold it is. It was apparently, so cold in here. It really I, wasn't. I get so cold. My feet get so cold, and since Joel is so hot, I place my cold feet on his warm legs. He doesn't like it, but well, I mean, when it's on my legs, I don't mind it, especially like my feet because you know it just like it's like a yin and yang, cold mm-hmm. and hot. But then when she, like, tries to be cute, but she's really not, and she's putting her feet on my fucking stomach or my back or my neck, that's when the fucking chango comes out. <laughs> Grab my feet. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, Joel is hot. Sometimes I have to be like, you need to scoot over. Like, it's way too hot. Yeah, and she'll double up on a blanket, but I make sure she, I throw that shit on her side. Like Yeah, I have to sleep with the Mexican blanket. I need to sleep. It's almost like a weighted blanket, but a weighted blanket. It's too hot for like Joel. Recently. So. But not me. I I throw that shit off me real quick. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a hotter body, so one blanket's good enough. Wrap me in it. Like, I provide my own heat. So, it's just the insulation that I need. But, yeah. There's my breakdown of sleeping together. The taller one has to be. Higher, the shorter one has to be lower. Y'all sleep in each other's armpits, and I promise you, best sleep you'll get until one rolls over, and then you're on your own, which is fair. I guess I could work on it because Joel used to snore, and he's worked on that. Yeah, he doesn't snore, and that was a big thing. Yeah, a big thing. I don't work on it, but not no more. But I'm not the only one that snores. Yeah, but not as loud as you. (laughs) Speaking of snoring, y'all probably hear a legend in the background, little fucker. Oh, yeah, if you hear a little snore, that's him. He needed to be in here, too. Always. You want to know why? Because the heater was in here. <laughs> and this motherfucker likes to sit in front of the heater and take up all the damn heat. I can't with these two sometimes. You know what I'm saying? All, all right, right, your turn. Next question. What gets you through the days when you can't stand each other? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out, people. Yeah, we're still working on that. <laughs> yeah. It was a work in progress. We just give our, uh, I think we give each other our space, most importantly. I feel like that's the time where I'm like, I I don't want to look at you right now. I don't want to see you. And I'm big on, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So guess what? A bitch won't say nothing. And I'm big and on, I'm going to say what know. the fuck I want to say. I know. You know what I'm saying? Have you all argued with this? <laughs> you should have been a lawyer. 
I, I'm not that bad. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I just keep it real. Some people don't like it. Some people do. You know what I'm saying? Some people can handle it. Some people can't. But I've worked on that. You know what I mean? I've worked on that. I'll be honest with you. I can't sit here and say I'm a better version of myself. I haven't worked on that. It delivery matters. You know what I'm saying? You can say the right thing at the wrong time. And you can say it in the wrong tone. Mm-hmm. You know? Like yesterday, we were like in a little um, bicker. And I was telling Cassie about it today. And I was like, I had to tell him that we need to revisit this conversation later. And she just starts cracking up. She's like, bitch, did you really say that? I'm like, yeah. I said, I can't have this conversation right now. We need to revisit it later. And sometimes that's just what you got to do. You just got to pick it up at a different time. And it's weird because you have to like, you have to move. You have to get out of that room. Like Mm -hmm. the time and space, you got to break it. Because let's be honest, you're going to sit there and argue with each other back and forth. You guys are locked eyes. You guys are not. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are not. And if it's not progressing, it's not moving anywhere. And it's just like, you just don't feel like it's moving somewhere. Sometimes you just do need to just speak up and be like, honestly, this isn't going anywhere right now. We're obviously still upset. There's nothing you're going to say right now that's going to make me change my mind. There's nothing I'm going to say right now that's going to make you change your mind. Let's talk about this when we're more level-headed. And that was something we both had to grow um, and get better at because we would go at it sometimes. I'd be like, mm-mm, and you'd be like, mm-mm, and it just didn't help. It made it feel like even more tense. And then just giving ourselves like that, allowing that boundary of like, you know, we're going to revisit this later really does help us like evaluate what we're saying, evaluate what we want to say when we come back to the conversation. And then the conversation when we revisit it, 95% of the time turns out a lot better. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're heard this time around. I feel like the message we're trying to convey is actually being uh what conveyed like received <laughs> or yeah received rather than like being wanting to like respond you know listening to respond yeah. rather than listening to actually listen so but um for me i i definitely like seclude myself i do need my time alone when i can't stand him <laughs> and not that i can't stand him Same. but i'm just like i just need to not be here like how he said i just need to remove myself from the room give myself who knows the rest of the night a few hours whatever we feel like it dictates and we respect it and i feel like when we again revisit the conversation it's a lot better yeah yeah when it like when it comes to like to the extreme of us like not standing each other and it's just really upset like we really do not talk to each other for a period of time and I, that is something like we are like we do work on of like not allowing that to go further than it needs to because we have yeah. done that in the past where it's like we'll give the silent treatment to each other for a few days and it's like a whole ass work week and then yeah. it's like a weekend comes it's like oh now i have to talk to you you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. which isn't healthy i wouldn't no. say that's healthy because it's like you know it's just that problems are real mm-hmm. feelings are real and feelings are valid but when it comes to like your time and comfort and peace like your peace in your home your energy between you and your your partner i guess i would say like what i've learned with our relationship is that it's not entirely worth like going two on three a, days yeah on a, on a two to three business day <laughs> isolation of not talking to each other it's like it's it's really not that serious and, and I, when it comes down to it like her and i both were missing each other but it was like that pride and like that I ain't going to talk to you first. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but like, I've, all I've learned is, like, 
I feel like we had to go through that in order to like come to the realization like all right we have done this enough times to know that we do miss each other and we're like we don't want this to go any further and it wasn't helping yeah it, yeah it doesn't help and then because then that problem is re revisited when it was never solved it just was i'm gonna escape this until we get to a breaking point of like all right we both concede let's let's talk to each other but that problem is still there you know what i'm saying so uh we just kind of worked on that but there is a phrase that we do have that (laughs) it really i it it does break the ice and like that's Mm -hmm. when we both are kind of like waving the flag one of us is waving the flag you want to say baby yeah say are you done being dumb yeah (laughs) (laughs) are you done being dumb and it's not even that we're being dumb but it's just like but it is you know like for come on for two fucking days not talking to each other like bruh it's not that dumb you're being dumb yeah it's not that big of a deal and so um and even then like not to like again diminish the conversation or our feelings because we are very valid in our feelings and the way we feel you know who might be like yeah you hurt my feelings. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, you did. You know what I'm saying? Like, who am I to say you didn't make me feel a certain type of way? So it's not that we don't. And I feel like that's our, our like, leeway into talking about it again, into revisiting the conversation. Like, are you done being dumb? And then usually it'll be like, are you done being dumb? And then I'm like, yeah, but you hurt my feelings, you know? And then that's how it, like, or, like, vice versa. Like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I really didn't appreciate that you said that. And so it's. It's like, it's a good way for us to break our, <laughs> our eyes. But it took us time to get there and, mm-hmm. like, to kind of learn a, a safe word. And, like, I feel like that's our safe phrase of, like, all right, I'm 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 ready to talk about this. You know, you know, I guess, you know, if there's anyone Without there, having to really go up to him and be like, are you ready to talk about this again? Yeah, you know? Yeah, because I feel like that's kind of, like, tense. Yeah. And we're, like, we're big-ass babies when it comes down to it. Like, we're soft. Mm-hmm. But we're also very hard. Mm-hmm. So it's just <laughs> a good way for us to really, like, show our soft side without us being coming to each other hard and being like all right you ready to talk about this because let's be honest you know with that kind of attitude who wants to talk about it you know Mm -hmm. like you're kind of still on the defensive side so it's like it's a way for us to show our submissive side and willingness to be like all right let's let's move forward Mm -hmm. yeah that's our favorite phrase (laughs) yeah done being dumb and we say it a lot around our friends so shout out to them for Dealing with, our annoying ass. dealing with our dumb shit <laughs> all right okay. go ahead uh what makes you feel safe and supported mentally and physically in a relationship read that one more time what makes you feel safe and supported mentally and physically in a relationship do you want to take the role of the first one or um no you go ahead so let me just see so I can just make sure I'm answering correctly. Um, at least in my relationship, our relationship, I feel safe when I can be myself. Like when I can genuinely be myself, be a fool, say dumb things, be dumb. Take his nasty farts. Take my nasty farts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like I could just, my walls are down. For y'all don't know, I'm a Pisces, so, like, those motherfuckers are up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not bringing my shit down until I get to know you and I feel comfortable and I feel safe to be myself around you. But it takes some time, you know, before I can actually do that. 
because I just I got to know who I'm rocking with. You know what I'm saying? I got to know if you're here for me, here for you, if you're just here to ride the wave. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no right or wrong answer there. It just gives me an insight of like who I'm with and who who I'm around. Uh, but in our relationship, like, you know, I feel like I was able to really provide myself to be vulnerable and not not do what a Pisces normally does, I would say, or at least what I would normally do, like, and just come, you know, just be myself. And that really helped me be myself. Uh, but that helps me be, be safe um, in our relationship um, and supported mentally and physically. At least recently now, like more in the present tense. Um, I definitely feel more like supported mentally when we just kind of check in with each other like when it comes to work when it comes to like our goals when it comes to like um like just like how we're doing those mental check-ins like that helps me feel supported um because it just is necessary especially with like we're wedding planning right now um you know like we still have goals and aspirations we're you know we're trying to achieve while we're also planning for this wedding. Um, and so like those are necessary conversations that I feel like Lupita and I have often where it's, it's something that, you know, like it's, it's at our forefront in our relationship, you know, growing, achieving our goals, setting goals, asking us where we're at our progress there. Like I, that helps me feel mentally supported because I know I can ask someone, or like come to someone and be like, Hey, this is like, what's going on? What do you think? Like that really helps me because even like on my post, man, if y'all women and them and they, he, she, he, she, yes. For y'all out there, like I double check, triple check with Lupita. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And like, that helps me like, just kind of like in a self soothing way, make sure like I'm confident and like, it's just a sec extra set of eyes, and so like that helps me mentally because that could be overwhelming. You know, it's easy to overthink things, especially when you're putting yourself out there on the internet and like you got so many like just creative people out there, and also like very much like trending stuff. You want your stuff to stand out. You just and but you also like for me, I I want my authentic stuff to be out there as well. So it's like I want to make sure my message message is being conveyed, and also I'm doing it in a way that it's coming from Joel, not, um, you know what I'm saying? Someone else or, you know, a trend per se, but, um, and physically, I would say that's really like, I really appreciate that. Like I've gotten the most compliments in my relationship is from Lupita. And that really helps me feel like physically mm. like supported. Like even like I'm very bashful at times. And like for the longest time, our relationship, she would compliment like, you look so sexy, you look good. And I just wouldn't believe it because I'm like, you're my girlfriend. You're supposed to say stuff like that. But like over the years, especially like even now, like I've I've come to terms that I'm like, all right, fool. Like she fucking means that. <laughs> Don't take that shit lightly. How many times have you been complimented? Like repeatedly, you know what I'm saying? And so like that has really sexy helped. Baby. Thank you, baby. <laughs> I know now. <laughs> but I just, that, that really helps me. Like those compliments, like those affirmations, that I get, you know, that are like provocative, but also like 
damn you look good but like it's a like a very genuine like you look good like those compliments i really appreciate because i always you know i guess appreciated them but like it took me some time to really accept like hey like this isn't just like her being trying to be cute and with some brownie points like she really means this and you do look good motherfucker yeah, you know what i'm saying seen him? Mm. so um that really helps me feel like supported physically in that aspect and also like are planning with you know meal planning and getting to the gym like Lupita does support me there even though it's hard because we bo- we both want to spend time with each other like majority of our relationship we just spent time with each other and so like we're in this you know like we've been doing this for the last you know a couple handful of years of like making uh our fitness and health a priority and so like and there's just times where it's like man it's been a long week and we want to spend time with each other but we also have our priorities of making sure we hit our fit fitness goals and our health goals and she's also done a very good job of helping me there and supporting me there appreciate you baby appreciate you um i think for i think very much like you what makes me feel safe and supported mentally specifically is those check-ins I'm really glad that we've adopted them to the point where there's something, like Joel said, that we ask a lot. We check in with each other a lot. I feel like um, mental, your mental is very important. It's something that we can't, oh, hell no. Baby, I First part of the night. (laughs) That's pretty good. You got to give me that. Sorry, Uh, baby. We'll see. Sorry. (laughs) Um, To really interrupt you. So, anyways. I told you we like to talk shit. (laughs) Um. The check-ins really help with uh, feeling safe and supported. I feel like, um, like I said, you can't see sometimes when somebody, I mean, you can, and sometimes people are really good at hiding, like when they feel upset or when they're, you know, challenged, they're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When they're, oh my gosh, what's the word? Struggling. When they're struggling mentally, um, sometimes it's tough to see and sometimes we don't want to show it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you want to figure it out on your own. But just knowing that I have a partner that's supportive and that I don't have to deal with certain things alone is what makes me feel good and he makes sure to be there for me. Um, So yeah, those check-ins, I think that if you don't check in with your partner, I definitely think that's something you guys should adopt. I think that's a Something that's also made our relationship stronger and connected us even closer is those check-ins. It's a genuine check-in, you know, like, how's your week this week? Or, you know, how's your day today? How was your workout? Like, um, just a few weeks ago, I was like, how are you enjoying your job? Like, you know, it's just, I feel like those are important questions because, you know, I don't really know. I mean, I know we're pretty good about chismeando about our jobs, but, (laughs) but like, you know, you just still, there's little parts that you don't want to tell your partner about or you don't feel like it's important. And then when they give you that space to open up about it and you feel safe enough to do it, I feel like it makes a difference. And, you know, sometimes a new perspective can also help with that. And I feel like Joel does a really good job of, um, you know, men, they're just so fucking logical. And us women, we just want to vent sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's And hard. so, yeah, it's tough, but it's also nice because it's like, you know, it really, you know, I there that's something that I had to learn that Joel really helped me is, you know, venting can only you take can only take you so far, 
And after a while, like, what is your plan of action? And I, and you know, it was funny because we had to adopt, like, I'm in the venting phase, not in the solution phase. And <laughs> but even then, like, there was a, just a lot of venting phases and not a lot of solution phases. And I just felt like it was uh, making me stagnant. You know, tough conversations you have to have with yourself of like, okay, but like, what are you going to do about it? And so just being supported by Joel and excuse me, having him listen to me while also giving some advice and like, you know, pointers on how I can make it better because he is my partner. And I the one thing I didn't realize was that, you know, like I said, he loves me. And so it hurts him to see me hurt or frustrated or stressed out. And that was something that took me a while to understand because I just was like, I'm not in the solution phase, you know, but it's not that he's in the solution phase is that it hurts him to see me that way. And he's like, you know, I just want to make it better. I don't want you to be upset. I don't want you to be stressed. And that was like me having to take a step back and being like, you know what, you're right. Like, I don't want to be upset about this anymore. I don't want to continue to give my energy to something that's not helping me. And so um, Joel does a very good job of being supportive. I really appreciate that. Um, Thanks, baby. I try because I, I do be trying to solve all the problems that should be giving me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes he can't and it bothers him. <laughs> yeah. And then I've, I've had to adopt that as well. It's like, all right, Joel, just bite your tongue because this is not clearly and you know and that's something that like it's really opened my eyes to being realistic like you can't i mean you can tell someone what to do when they're having a mental breakdown about something but like realistically that shit's not gonna stick so like who are you really helping at that point you're helping yourself and that's something i had to like that was a tough spill pill to swallow was like I was being overwhelmed with problems that, you know, were being presented and I'm like, all right, well, this is how we fix it. This is, and it was more so me like just trying to fix it so I can lower my anxiety and, you know, feel like I contributed and helped in that, in that aspect. Cause we're both feeling it. Cause I'm, you know, I'm absorbing mm -hmm. those, those emotions and feelings. But then it's like, you know, it took some time to realize that, you know, Hey, like it's okay. This isn't, uh, I'm not in the solution phase. I am in the venting phase. And, you know, like, and let's be honest, when it, and I'll be honest, it's never really worked, you know, like it caused more of a friction than it did like a solution. So, you know, it just kind of was counterproductive of what I was actually trying to do, you know, so like, you know, as men out there, men that are listening, like there's times where you just got to shut up and listen to your woman. <laughs> I know as hard as that is for us, but it's like you, you're not going to solve her, their problem when they're like in a heightened state of mode and they're just overwhelmed, like allow them to feel, allow to sit, like be with them and sit with them and those emotions without like taking on those emotions, but just saying, you know, like, and just empathizing with them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I see you're upset. I see you're frustrated. I would be frustrated too, you know, relating to them. So that way they feel that they are safe and they're in a space that they're like, they can relax and then once they get to a moment where they are relaxed and engaged, they can hear a solution, you know. And even if it's not that day, like, it'll come. But, like, that's something I've learned. And, you know, I'm still trying to master is, like, knowing when, like, it's a vent session and just trying to not take it all in as if it's, all right, this is my problem. I need you to fix it. It's not that. They're not, you know, Lupita's not coming to me for that. For the most part, it's more so like, just hear me out. Like, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. So much point where I'm starting to vent now and I'm, she's just like, 
can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> but no. No, thanks for uh, putting that out there, baby, because it's true. It's true. Like, it was a growing moment for both of us to be able to support each other mentally in the way that we want to be supported, you know? And, and I think that was something that we both had to take a step back and look at and be like, right, how can I be supportive and actually be supportive? Yeah. And then physically supportive. Um, What's up, baby? <laughs> how am I doing? How real am I good, doing? Real good. You make me feel Thanks, cause like sometimes a queen. I, can, I feel like I could be a little better about it. I mean, I'm oh. not going to stop you. But <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, he makes me feel really good, safe. Um, he makes me feel sexy, too. Uh, when I first started dating him, um, yeah, girl had body issues, obviously. And I didn't feel sexy. And I felt a little chunky and you know the freshman 15 if you know you know <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that you know your basic means are not being met you're with friends taco bell is around the damn corner and who wants to fucking cook when you got a final you got to study for till midnight right so like it happens to all of us and so i just your girl wasn't feeling her hot self and joel never failed to not make me feel or to make me feel that way like he made me feel sexy all the time since day one to today, which is why another reason why, like you guys asked what, why, how do you keep the sex life, you know, um, exciting, exciting. And your partner should make you feel sexy. And, you know, that's what makes me want to be sexy for him and have fun and spark up our sex life. And so, um, yeah, physically he makes me feel sexy and he makes me feel like a queen. And I really appreciate that he calls me his queen every single time never gets old um and then he's also really good about just like also pushing our goals like helping each other reach our goals and physically obviously you guys know we've been hitting the gym since last year meal prepping and just all of it has been nice having a good supportive partner that allows me to be able to have my days where we get to enjoy life and then have those days where you know i comida en la casa and we got to make dinner so nice. it's great it's a good balance and he does a good job of making me feel safe in all of those aspects. I'm thinking maybe I try. <laughs> you succeed. Go ahead. All right. So this question, it says, <clears throat> excuse me. What makes a relationship last forever? Ooh. Good question. <clears throat> well, I'll give my two cents on it. Clearly, this podcast is about growth and you've heard us say it a lot in our relationship of us growth, but I would definitely say growth is one of the forefronts mm -hmm. of a relationship that lasts forever. Cause let's be honest, you know, we have to adapt. We grow, you know, we started a point in our life where someone has to wipe our ass. Right. And then at some point you're going to be in a position, you know, living a long, happy, healthy life where someone's going to end up wiping your ass all over again. <laughs> you know, so, like, you got to grow with the times. You got to grow with the changes, you know, like COVID and how that happened. Like, you got to adapt. You got to grow. You got to, if like, you know, if you're not growing with your partner, like, y'all you're, you're just going to grow apart, you know, and, like, and that's, that's a tough realization. You know, some, some people are stuck in their ways. Some people are very stubborn and some – don't want to do anything more than what they're already doing now. And, you know, like sometimes you got to be in the middle, you know, so, you know, like I'm very, you know, very blessed and fortunate that, you know, Lupita's 
very like willing and she's she's an explorer she's very ambitious so she likes to do and try different things even if i had to push her sometimes but like when it comes down to it like that curiosity is there she's very open-minded about doing things and that's one of the traits and values that i love about her is that she's willing to you know explore different things um but i would definitely say like even if you're not an explorer nor you're an ambitious person like there's still room for growth and you know that's that's required and and super necessary just to enjoy your life you know if you're not growing then you know we all run into those people that are just miserable you know they're they're rude to other people they're rude to you know retail workers they're rude to their family members they're just the rude to themselves you know what i'm saying like so to be in a a relationship that lasts forever you got to grow i would i definitely say that's one of the main keys and then i would say communication is also super essential um like you got to understand how you communicate before you can actually understand someone else's way of communicating because you know like some people are taught and modeled how to communicate in a way that's not not healthy and very toxic or just very like and they're very oblivious to the way they communicate some people don't even communicate and they think that's okay and that's like it's their way of communication is not enough for their partner and i think that's also part of the growth but like that's that's where that you know you got to learn how you communicate so that way you can understand yourself more and be able to express yourself but also to understand your partner because Lupita communicates in a way that I don't necessarily communicate and I communicate in a way she doesn't necessarily communicate but we both understand each other especially in the very beginning we didn't understand each other but now that we've been together for so damn long (laughs) we definitely understand that part and so growth communication I would definitely say is what contributes to a relationship lasting forever. And I would say joy as well. Like if you're not having fun, if you guys are not joyous, if they're, if y'all are just in it for different, you know, reasons other than like genuine love and authentic happiness and like happily ever after as cliche as that is like, you know, like I, it's just, I, I don't see it being a relationship lasting forever happily, you know. I would say this, those are three things. What, what would you like to add? Or? I feel like you hit it right on the nail because um, I just feel like I feel like growth, communication, and joy are like an umbrella for everything that goes underneath that. Like with growth specifically, I think my the biggest thing is changed behavior, and I think that comes with growth. Like you can't grow if you're not changing, and I think that's like one of the biggest things like that helped our relationship was – there was stuff that Joel and I needed to um, change, grow with, and it was hindering us getting where we're at now. And I don't know if uh, we would have been where we're at now if changed behavior didn't actually happen. And that comes from both of us. Like, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I also needed to work on and change within myself individually and as a partner if this is was something that I wanted to, you know, pursue and last forever. And I feel like um, it's tough. Growth is fucking hard. It's when you have those conversations by yourself when nobody's around and you really have to ask yourself, like, is this something that I want? And is this something that I'm willing to work towards? 
And with that comes growth, with that comes change behavior, with that comes being uncomfortable. And people don't want to do that shit because people don't like to be uncomfortable. And so it was very uncomfortable. Growth is uncomfortable, but it was worth it. And I feel like it's made us this much stronger and um, it's definitely progressed our relationship in the best way possible. So I definitely feel like growth is like one of at the forefront um, communication as well. Like Joel said, like I, like he said before, there was times where we wouldn't communicate for three fucking days, <laughs> you know, and now we've gotten better about it. We're like, we do try to communicate and, you know, talk about it because we do love each other and we do want to work it out. And, and I think that's, you know, why I love him so much because we're, we continue to work towards being a better and healthier relationship. Um, so definitely communication. And then obviously joy, like Joel said, I play too much. I laugh all the time. There's, that's something that's a non-negotiable for myself in my life. Um, we just had a professional development the other day where we put down like our three values that we value and that, and the habits that we have in our life that align with those values. And one of my values is joy. It's happiness. Like, we all deserve to be happy and when you're happy and in love it's even better it's great and so to have somebody that's just as joyous and likes to fuck around as much as i do it's great it's great sometimes it gets us in trouble a little bit but you know what fuck it you'll only you'll live once <laughs> nice. but it's great it's what makes it's what makes our relationship that much better so good job yeah. baby. you hit them all three on the nail couldn't have said it better thanks why well, I, I would you know i would add to like i mean there's a lot I would say like that would contribute to like a relationship that lasts forever. But like, I would also add like you know forgiveness, oh, yeah. like learning to forgive, learning how to let go. You mean so not forgiving and forgetting? Yeah, I mean, and it, it is hard to forget by all means. And it's you know I would say like like letting it go is more. I would I say is like go, yeah. would be more realistic of like you know, being in a relationship and it being like, cause it's, sometimes it's hard to forget some shit. And, and there's, let's be honest, you're not going to forget <laughs> certain things, I guess so. I but it's just right. like, yeah, just letting it go of no longer allowing that memory or that, you know, situation to hold power over you, you know, or you, you know, just, yeah. Choosing to move past stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, just letting go, forgiveness, letting go. Um, and also just like that accountability part, like holding each other accountable. Yeah, that changed behavior. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that changed <laughs> behavior. That's that that is also key too, because you know, just how many people out there have been in a relationship that they're oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and they keep saying that and they never do it. And ten years go down the road, two kids come out and it's like one this one person took advantage of another person because of all this like, you know, this false hope, this false you know narrative that they kept saying and portraying to this one person and which led them on to believe that hey this person is going to change i have nothing i have nothing else but to believe that they're going to change you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. you have that responsibility and that authority over your partner in terms of holding them accountable to what they say they're going to do and what they what they need to do you know sometimes people don't want to change and sometimes you know in order for a relationship to work out some parts of them need to change because it's just not healthy or it's just, you know, it's counterintuitive. And so, yeah, to sum that up, what was it? <laughs> so growth, communication, joy, mm -hmm. forgiveness. Mm, forgiveness, yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
Our next question. How do you handle insecurities or jealousy? Ah, Dang, juicy question. I know. Juicy, juicy. Who are you jealous of, man? Just kidding. <laughs> you don't want to know. I'm just kidding. What was the question again? How do you handle insecurities or jealousy? Mm. Um, I think with me, the... Um, well, obviously, insecurities... Mm, let me rephrase that. I don't think, I mean, I think I handled my insecurities, but I feel like um, Joel also did a good job of not making me feel insecure. Not always. Obviously, at the very beginning of your guys' relationships, you're kind of like still gauging each other out figuring and being out, like, yeah. Figuring like, out those insecurities. Yeah, so. figuring out those insecurities and like what bothers you, what doesn't or whatever. Um, But... Joel does a good job of like making me feel secure to the point where I don't feel insecure. I feel like at the end of the day, um, I, when I would get insecure or like where you get jealous of other people or whatever. Yeah, I know. I'm not proud to say that. Not anymore, but you know, mm-hmm. once upon a time, um, long, long ago. Yeah. Long, long ago. Um, it was also like a self-realization of like, I guess my worth and, um, Again, Joel does a really good job of not making me feel insecure. But then I also got to the point where, like, you know, within that growth that we went through individually and then obviously as a partners, um, you really learn your you learn your worth and what you're worth. And then, you know, you don't get insecure. You start thinking like, you know, if 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 you fuck up, you know, that's on you like you fucked up, you know, and you got something good going on here and you know your worth. And it's like if that's something that you want to do then that's something you want to do and i think that's vice versa too with joel like i feel like i know what i have i wouldn't want to fuck that up mm-hmm. so i wouldn't like i don't feel like he makes me feel what am i trying to say <laughs> um like i would do something to make you insecure yeah or... i don't feel like he would make me do anything like that to make me feel insecure or like to make me feel jealous i feel like he's very much like he gives me my spot, which I really appreciate. I He does not make me feel like there's anybody else. Um, and I feel like everybody else can attest to that. So I feel like, but it, it took work. Again, at the very beginning, once upon a time, obviously we had our insecurities and our jealousies. And I feel like we were able to communicate eventually what they were. And then we were able to like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a firm? No, not a firm. What am I trying to say? Reinforce. Mm, there's a better word. I don't remember. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, that's my two cents on it. <laughs> uh, I don't get jealous anymore or insecure. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I was very fortunate to meet Lupita when you know of who she was, and so like I was already very secure with who she is was as a person like i definitely had the privilege of not feeling so insecure coming into this relationship like i may have in like other relationships where like i just you know felt it in my heart that she was a good person and she was a person of values that wouldn't do anything to me that was like with malice and that was 
intentional of hurting me, you know. Um, but that is not to say that I wasn't insecure or jealous. That I, you know, I've had my moments, and I, I absolutely have had had my moments. Um, like I guess to share more, like for personal, like more on a personal level of it. Like there is many times, like I dealt with those insecurities and jealousies, like by myself on my own because, like, I knew that about Lupita that she wasn't someone that was of ill will or malice, and so I had to ask myself, like, who am I with? You know, remind myself who I'm with, like, and like, you know, re replay, rethink scenarios that, like, is this what this was this one way I can portray this or is this what like, you know, what reality is and this is what me pitting a narrative behind it because of my jealousy, you know, like, you know, like I'm, you know, seeing something that like, I was very self-aware at that point in my relationship, like with myself, where I knew myself in other relationships and I knew what my jealousy looked like and what it felt like. So like the times that I was jealous and insecure throughout our relationship, I was able to, you know, use that self-awareness like all right joel is this you being jealous like and if it is like or you know if, like i guess to kind of detect what it was what like you know i had to look at the evidence like this is what happened this is what was said or this is what i saw and then blah 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 like is that what you really saw or is this what you're you know translating in your head you know and then that's where when it comes to it it's you know, like you gotta have that conversation with you, with yourself, and know yourself enough to like. I can be insecure, I can be jealous, you know, and so that really helped me. Do those times when I was jealous and insecure. To like, just I guess hold myself accountable of like my jealousy, because we're all we're all capable of it. You know, it's not. Uh, you know, there's no one perfect out there, and there even like the times that I'm like. Mm, you know, maybe you didn't, I didn't, you didn't make me feel like I was first, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are times where I, like, I talk to myself and I'm like, all right, like, let's look at the facts. Who's going to bed with this girl every night? You know what I'm saying? Who got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, like, we, we're, we're, we know each other on a level that's like, I am able to, like, pinpoint or pull apart, like, what's my narrative and, like, what's reality and, like. Also, like there is trust in our relationship that if there, if I was insecure, I can like I, I can have that conversation with her. Mm-hmm. If I'm really insecure about it and jealous about something, and I'm like, hey, like, what did you mean by this? Or like, you know, I didn't like this. Like, you know, and we've had those conversations before, and you know, that's also helped us establish that security in our relationship. Of like, if you do feel insecure, if you do feel jealous, or if there's something you didn't like, way I may have you know, approach someone or, you know, responded to someone or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've had those conversations where, like, now it's a lot easier to have those conversations and then not be like, oh, my God, seriously, you really <laughs> thought this was what? You know what I'm saying? Which, And it was never like that. I feel like when even in the beginning of our relationship, we were pretty good about. There's a lot of respect there. Yeah. I would say, and, like, you know, and, like, not to say that people don't respect each other, but, like, I respect Lupita enough where if she, like, was coming to me about something, I'd be like, whoa, like, all right, I got to hear her first before mm-hmm. I react to it. You know, and, and I've 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 come from a reactive, you know, background where it's like, 
I, you know, I it just it's easier to react, especially if you're you know defending yourself or just you are doing something you shouldn't be doing. It's it's easy to kind of deflect a question by putting that back on that person. But I digress. Next question. I think it's your turn. Okay. All right. Relationships have their ups and downs. Could you both give examples of those ups and downs? Well, I'll give you one. (laughs) (laughs) That, like, is just part of life. Did I mention our house caught on a fire? Oh, my gosh. I'm never going to not tell anyone the story. It's just, you know. That was rough. That was rough. And honestly, like, I mean, more of a more recent, like, up and down. But, like, that was, like, a an obstacle that you kind of faced. Kind of like what Lupita mentioned before. And she had a surgery that she had to deal with when she was in college. Like, that's also an up and down. Like, it's like you're not mad at each other. Like, it's not like. You're frustrated at the situation. Yes, you know, and, like, you guys are just handling the situation rather than it being, like, uh, a, a problem or a situation caused between each other. Those those ups and downs were really, like, eye-opening and very, like, they're super bonding. Like, I feel like the fire, like, it could have made or break us, and it definitely made us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, that surgery, like, that really, that really, like, put me in a position to like step up as a partner you know like me as a man like as a provider as a protector like i said like i I didn't like i said i almost fought a doctor i didn't literally but like i had to stand up and say something to this guy like i had to like yo like what's going on like we're back in this play again because you didn't do something right and she's in a lot of pain like what the fuck is going on you know what i'm saying like you as as a partner as a provider both spectrums whether you know female or male, or both, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is your right. That is your, you know, your responsibility to protect your partner and ask those questions, in my opinion. And, like, you know, even if it comes to someone that's, of, you know, of a higher statue, like, doctors are humans, too. You know, they all have, you know, their their processes of getting to where they need to go and, you know, to become a masterful surgeon and, you know, to know all that knowledge, like they start somewhere. We all start somewhere. And so, yeah, being able to speak up on your behalf, like on your partner's behalf and like speak for them is something that is important. I We learned at a young stage in our relationship and up until last year where we had our fire, we were, you know, like we're talking to insurance companies and these insurance companies are like ditching out on us and, you know, having these conversations with them like, yo, like, I'm sure you deal with these, you know, these kind of conversations all the time, but I'm living in this shit. Like, I don't have a house like my I'm I'm technically considered homeless, like I'm in a shelter and it's easy for you to be like, oh, I'm Mr. So-and-so, you know, we're working on it. You just give us some time. You know, these things take time. Oh, motherfucker. Like. I'm not in, I'm not in a, I'm, I'm in a shelter. I'm in a temporary placement. Like I need to go back to my home, but I also need answers. Like I need you to tell me what's going on. So that way I can turn around and recalibrate my life accordingly. And so like, sometimes you got to be a Karen and, you know, we've had, I've had a been Karen's in in these aspects. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I would, I would say those are those ups and downs of, not not ups and downs like, like against one another, but like just with life. Yeah, and just like even being there for your partner during these downs, like, um, 
going back to the fire, we had a situation with our insurance and it just, Joel was not having a good conversation with them and then he was getting frustrated and so I was like, all right, baby, tap me in. And as a partner, like, that's what you have to do. You know, you got to get tapped in. You got to know when it's your turn to come in and and take over something. And I was like, you know what? Like, Joel's very nice and he's very, like, understanding. And fuck no, not me. <laughs> I mean, I am, but I'm like, nah, fuck Thanks. that. Tap me in. I'm a fucking call tomorrow and I'm going to get this shit figured out. And not that Joel can't do it, but there's just, you know, he can. He's very capable. But as a partner, sometimes you just got to know when your partner needs that extra help. And sometimes, you know, in that situation, Joel needed some extra assistance. I was on men and knees. I had already done cussed out. Like, I had no other cards to play, like, you know, so, but it just, yeah. And And it really did help because I was just, like, feeling stuck. Like, at that point, it's just like, all right, you just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. And it's like, that, and when that, and that moment, particular moment, like, Lubita was like, all right, like, I'm going to talk to these people and get this figured out. And and it worked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was able to, you know, be tagged out, rest my mind, rest my, you know. I know that shit was going to get done. Yeah. And it yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like, that's it's just super helpful when you can, like, walk away from something, knowing that's it, it needs to get done, and then coming back and it's done. Like, mm-hmm. that's just a huge advantage of having a partner that's, responsible and reliable and able to take care of shit when you know you need them to take care of some shit when shit goes down yeah (laughs) part of those ups and downs and i would say like that's that you know it's an up like being able to rely on lupita to get shit done at a time that we were like yo like i felt like kids like i felt like we were kids like you know like i've never done this but we've never never dealt with insurance yeah you know like it so it just it it was a an up and down that really brought us together And, and same with the the whole is that surgeon and that doctor mm-hmm. in Ellensburg, Washington. Don't go there. You guys are BMW. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know that. Joel. What? Anyway, yeah. Don't um, ask me how I know that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that would definitely be a good example of like when we were down. And I feel like right now we're at the highest of our point right now. Like, I'm so happy. I feel like we're in such a good, healthy place in our relationship. Uh, we've definitely put in work nine fucking years of it. Yeah. Um, That's uh, necessary. It is. It is. They're like, yeah, not to diminish all of our work. And, you know, shit was tough. It was really, really rough. But like, but y'all y'all are seeing nine years worth of work. Like, yeah. Y'all are hearing nine years worth of work. It yeah. wasn't all rainbows and sunshines. There was a long there was a long period of time where it definitely was not that. It was quite the opposite. But Very down. Very, very down. And what did we do? In those times of downs, I feel like we just had to remember and remind ourselves, like, do we want to be together? Is this something that we can salvage? Is this something that we can work towards? Is this something that we can move past? Is this something that we can work with? Like, all of those questions. And if it was a yes, which, you know, thank God it always was a yes, um, that's how we were able to get out of those downs is that, like I said, that growth up at the upfront of everything, like we had to grow as individuals and grow together to get out of those down parts of our relationship and remember that like you know i'm not gonna lie there's times where like we literally like i tell joel i'm like hey i just need you to i just need to remind you like i'm on your team you know i'm on your side like i'm not against you i know that it might not seem like that right now because i'm disagreeing with you but i am on your side you know i want what's best for us i want us to succeed and be in a healthy relationship and 
just that constant, it's that word, what's that word? That constant reassurance. That was the word I was looking for. That constant reassurance. And, you know, I know people are always like, oh my gosh, you need too much reassurance. No, if you love your partner, why not? It's not that hard. Yeah. It's not that hard. And it makes a fucking plethora of a difference to like. Even in your jobs. I know this, this episode is about like our, it's been more about a relationship. But just in like in relationships, relationships in general, like you do need reassurance from your coworkers. You're doing a good job your boss your boss you know your your parents like you know like it's one thing getting validation from someone but it's another thing to get reassured like you are doing your best Mm -hmm. you know you are trying they're also trying reassuring them like reassurance goes a long way and it should never be looked at as like like oh you're you're inferior because you need reassurance Mm -hmm. it's like or you're asking for too much because when it's the right person it's not you're going to give it to them and it's going to come naturally and i feel like that's something that joel and i have is that natural reassurance of like, well, because we want to be together. Like it's not tech, I guess it's not reassurance, but it is in the sense that like, you know, that is our goal and we're reminded of our goal. And sometimes, you know, as I guess dumb as it may sound, it goes a long way to remind your partner that you are both there for the same reason. It kind of like, I feel like if you're in an argument or like in a situation and then you remind your partner like, hey, you know, emotions are high. I just want you to know I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. I hear you. Like, I validate your feelings. It goes a long fucking way. And it's reassurance at the end of the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's important. It matters. And I feel like it really does help in those times of when you're feeling down. I know that sometimes you don't want to hear it if you're upset. But like I said, give yourself that space like Joel and I and then come back and revisit the conversation. Yeah. You know, are you done being dumb? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, talk about those downs and, and move past them. And I feel like um, it makes the ups that even better. I feel like we're in a really good place right now. It's pretty fucking great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's worthwhile. It is. All right. Um, what was the moment, if there is one singular moment, you decided you were going to marry me? Mm. <laughs> Honestly, like the moment that I knew like this was gonna happen, like for sure. Um was in December of like when we actually had the fire and bitch that was last year ah. oh hell no <laughs> what that means I don't take a break <laughs> no but like, let's revisit this I'm just kidding oh, shut up. <laughs> don't be dumb no. but like I, but like to, to like to tell you the moment like I like like I was gonna take action, like that was when it was in December of 2021. Um, that's when I went to go look at rings by myself, and then like after the fire, I just knew like this was like for sure, like for sure, like there's like this year was gonna be the year I was gonna ask her to marry me. Like I knew. Um, I mean, there's there's more to it, like that you know, like as to why I had asked. I, like was so determined on asking, but like I really felt that like this is real. Like I felt that, like that moment of like oh shit, like you know like I'm. But I was ready for it. You know I, there wasn't there. I you know I don't know if I can relate to most or I shouldn't say most guys and assume that's most guys, but like I don't I can't relate on the aspect of like 
I was never not sure of marrying Lupita. Like, there was times when, like, I wasn't sure about a relationship being, like, you know, being, like, it was going to work out. But, like, when it came to, like, moving past that, like, I just knew she was the one that I was going to be with. So, like, questioning whether I was going to marry her or not, that was never really a question. Except for the times when she pissed me off. Like, damn, (laughs) am I really going to marry this girl? But, like, you know. I mean, it comes with it, but um, I would say, like, definitely after college. Like, once we got through college and we graduated, we moved out of Ellensburg. Like, I knew for sure, like, this was something that was, like, real. You know, we weren't going to, like, we, we made it this far and we were so, like, it just was such a trying time in college in those first couple of years, like, it was really like just a test of our might, test of our patience, test of our love, test of our will. Um, and so like getting through all that and then like leaving Ellensburg together, like it was like a nice feeling of, you know, establishing like, the, yeah, this is it. Like this is the person I really am going to be with for the rest of my life. But yeah, so I mean like. I'll yeah, say, he asked my parents permission to move in together was really sweet which also i honestly like yeah i also like it's like that's why it's it's you know when we first started talking like we made that like conscious intentional like decision and conversation of like all right like you and i are gonna get together like this is for real like we're not we're not like we're in it to win it we're not just trying this out to like see if this is gonna work out like so like we set that premise there you know we went through our trying times in college and we were, you know, even though we weren't getting married, we did ask our parents, both of our parents, for permission to, like, live with each other. So, like, I just felt like that, you know, like, those values, that, that you know, not tradition, because that's not tradition, you know what I'm saying? But the value of, like, asking our parents, getting their blessing, like, it just all led to, like, you wouldn't just do this to someone. You wouldn't do this with someone that you were just going to date and, like, it not be it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Because there's, there's people, there's boyfriend and girlfriends that live with each other all the time, you know, boyfriend, mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, all that good stuff. Like, it, it just, you know, it's easy to move in without any other, like, you know, double checking from someone else, the reassurance from family. So, yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Was they that, that obviously was, approved. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and that was just for me, right? Yeah. Okay. Bet. All right, we come down to... The last. Oh, the sticky notes. The sticky notes. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and pull this question. What was you guys' first impression of each other? Oh, that's ah! good. <laughs> that's good. Do you want to go, maybe? Yeah, you yes. go. Yes, okay. You so, my first impression of Joel. Break it down, baby. Let them know. Talk to the people. <laughs> I wasn't looking for anything at first. I was like, I need to go to college. I'm going to be focused. Yeah. And then. um, And then she hit my tooth with her tooth. And no. And then I got a follow on Instagram. And so I was like, hmm, who's this? And then I get a message from a friend who is like, hey, my friend's going to add you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but I hadn't seen him yet. But I was just like, I was taken aback. I felt a little bombarded. I was like, excuse me? Like, you don't feel like I got game by myself? I could do this by myself. But um, I um, 
obviously approved him and I was like, hmm, what is this all about? And um, so obviously I stalked his Instagram because duh, I was like, who is this? And um, I thought he was cute. I, like, again, I wasn't really looking for much. So I was like, I didn't, I didn't know where this was going to go. I just got to follow on Instagram. So I was just like, okay. Um, but then I scrolled down to one of his videos and I heard his voice and I was like, well, God damn, he sounds like a man. Grandview could never. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let him know. Get that shit out. I'm just let kidding. him know. <laughs> I say, was like, say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> shut up. I was like, damn, he sounds freaking bomb. And so um, his voice just re- was very attractive. And I mean, obviously, you guys get to hear it on his podcast, which how ironic, right? He does a podcast where you listen to him talk. Yeah, that's yeah. how great his voice is. He's got a very nice voice. So um, that kind of sparked my interest, and I was like, "Hmm." I was like, "I could get used to somebody talking to me like that." And so, um, yeah. So we exchanged. What we were at first, we were like commenting on each other's um, Instagram, and I was like, "When is he gonna fucking ask me for my Snapchat or something?" Like, uh, we're she, on wanted each other's it. she wanted comments. it. She wanted. I did. That's why I was. I went it. for the kiss first because I'm not bro. If I wait she for this it. dude, it's just gonna be on the snails. But yeah, girl, your boy got it like that. Because okay? your boy got it like that. And you know so. What I'm saying? And so he finally was like, "Nothing to do with you. All it has to do with me." Dumb, he, he dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, uh, "Then he finally was like, let's get off, let's get off um, the comments. Let's go on to Snapchat." And I was like, "About fucking time, uh, I was gonna fucking ask." Ready, yeah. <laughs> so then we finally went on Snapchat. So you gotta do, man. You gotta make them wait. And then, do we want to talk about how long it took me to accept your follow on uh, Instagram? Two whole days. Three. Three nah, it was whole two. days. It was two. <laughs> it was two whole days. I was like, mm, I don't want it. He clout. wants it. And I had already stalked him because he had she followed me. He done. followed me. So I could see his profile, but I didn't follow back. So I didn't follow back till two days later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's funny. You gotta make him wait. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> and then she um, fucked around and found out. Yeah. She fucked around with the right one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Because after Snapchat. He was like, let's jump on Skype. And I had never done Skype. I was like, what the heck? Skype? Skype days. Yeah. And so then. Before Zoom. Then then we would. Yeah, before Zoom. Before COVID BC. Fuck real. Um, So then we started Skyping. And so then I was able to like see him, obviously. Because we would talk on the phone. But he, um, he's like, I want to see you. And so I was like, okay. So then we started Skyping. um, And that's, that's how it went. And then we finally met in person for the first time. In here in Yakima, right? At the mall? No, we met in uh at Central on campus. Oh, that's right, that's right. For the when first first time. That was our first little set date. Set up your classes. Yes. It wasn't a date, it was just you coming to school. No, no. I said us coming to Yakima. Oh, that was yeah. like our first little was, date. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was our first little date. No, yeah, the first the time mall. I met him was um in Central. Yeah. So we did Skype and then finally and I was in the process person. of moving up to central and i was a uh, shout out cassie shout out cassie that bitch was driving to ellensburg every day because she was working over there so i would hitch a ride with her up to ellensburg to get all my stuff for central because your girl is a rebel my parents were in mexico and i wanted to get the out of my house so i applied to central i paid everything and um like bad bitch yeah and in that time i was like fuck that ain't nobody telling me i'm not gonna go to college well my parents not that they didn't but they just wanted me to wait and i was like i'm, I'm done i'm not gonna sorry mom and so i called her She's one like, day i don't need no man yeah pretty much and then she met me and then yeah and so <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> much i was like, i don't need a man but i got a man now um so i came up while i was coming up to central to like get my connection card get my um 
what my my schedule, schedule my classes yeah. all that stuff um the guys were like handing me off shout out the guys shout out martin and daniel because they freaking um they'd be they the ones who took me to like camp everywhere where i needed to go to get situated but they had class at that same time so they were like bro we can't be with you the whole day and i'm like well, i don't fucking know none of this place so they would like hand me off they'd be like All right, i'm gonna drop you off with martin he's got class here and then martin drop you off with daniel because he's got class there and then in yeah. that whole situation joel was like yeah he's like, my I turn guys take her. put me in coach <laughs> and so the rest is history yeah pretty much <laughs> well yeah so my first impression of her was obviously I seen a little IG pic, a little profile. I had to ask what the picture was. Thanks, Daniel. You picked a good picture. Yeah. <laughs> and then I seen her in real life. And I'm like, that picture's a little old, huh? Yeah, I know. When I seen it too, I was like, damn, you couldn't have shown him a sooner picture? Nah, you but couldn't no, find she a still look good. She still looked good. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a complete catfish. Nah, I'm just kidding. But I thought she was cute. I'm like, I could get that. You know, but then, like, I guess my real first impression of her was, like, through the guys. And they had nothing but good things to say about her. And, and like, shout out Daniel and Murray. How many, yeah, exactly. How many guys do you hear say nice things about, you know, women, ladies in general? But let alone, like, they were like, nah, y'all, you know, trust me when we say this. Like, this is a really good person. Like, this is not someone you just kind of, you mess around with and and dip out. So when they said that, I said, okay, you know, I'm picking what you're putting down. And it, that also like really made me re reevaluate my plan of attack, per se. Yeah, because they were my friends, so I was gonna be around. So he's like, I also don't want to make it weird. Yeah, and I also like those were my boys. Like I didn't want to like disrespect, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I just was coming out of a really like toxic relationship, so I wasn't really looking for something. I was more so just kind of again on my own personal journey. Lost a bunch of weight, was looking good, feeling good, but also was dealing with a lot of stuff. Mentally, emotionally. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, uh, my first impression, I was very impressed, you know, and then to hear everything that came with, you know, this beautiful woman mm. in the white pants and yellow top, <laughs> I was like, sheesh, put me on. And so, uh, then when I met her in person, she was just cute, cute as a button, mm. and her armpits were sweating, <laughs> and I caught him. And you fucking brought it up later when we were together. He's like, I said, people, I keep that shit real. He saw your little armpits were sweaty. Were you nervous? I thought you're a fucking bitch. I am. I am. What can I say? I am what I eat. No, I'm just kidding. And you know what's funny? To this day, I'm like, you know what? It was those armpit sweat marks that got you. (laughs) So let let me me paint a picture for y'all. Like, the first time, like, we met on campus, it was like she was she was coming towards me in between two buildings that you know it was like shaw meisner and mitchell hall or whatever uh and she just had a crew sweater on and it just it was hot it was hot like yeah it was like the interim of like these motherfuckers had me walking everywhere yeah from building to building to get this shit I was but like, it was like damn. it was just a little bit it wasn't like a lot it was not like she had a whole fucking pit stain <laughs> It just, I just, I'm a fool, people. I'm a fool. Like, one thing you got to know about me, I'm a fucking fool. He played too much. I do play too much. <laughs> and I just was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I do best. Make her, you know, put her on the spot. You know what I'm saying? And so, but we had been talking for some time. So it wasn't yeah. like, 
I was... Yeah, we met in, we started talking in what, October, like is when we, we met, when he started following me, and then we talked a little bit in November, and then we really started talking in December, and that's when I went over there, was in December, so we had so, already yeah. kind of been like talking, and it's funny, my roommates were like, we got something to tell you, and I was like, what? And they were like, we think Joel likes you, <laughs> and I was like, you're right, yeah. we're talking. <laughs> he does like, like really? <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> I know. I'm like, kind of late to the game. We've been talking since like uh, November. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, to sum it all up in like one word, I was impressed. I was really impressed by Lupita and her little rap sheet because she didn't really have one. And I was mm -hmm. like, I, let me wrap that up then. You know what I'm saying? And he did. Wrapped it up good. So <laughs> that was my first impression and our first impression. Except all right, you go ahead and choose one. Oh, we already did this. When did you know he was the one? Let me do another one. Okay, but. Wait, no, when did you know? I did one. When did. When did I, I I said I was like it's like a um oh yeah yeah okay yeah. It, the one the only one you answered was when were you gonna ask me to marry ah, you but right. I didn't ask you to marry me so that was that's for you true, I guess. so how I do you guys like feel about liking risk oh risque social media um posts of the opposite sex um I don't know I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel weird about it. I don't feel like. You can relax if you want. Um, he likes the pictures. As like a way to hit on other people, or like I feel like a like is a like, a like is a support, especially yeah. now that we like put out uh, content ourselves. Like a like is a like, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, I feel like Joel is very supportive of a lot of people. Um, and like I said, he feels very, he makes me feel very secure in our relationship where I don't feel disrespected. I also don't feel like he likes things that would necessarily make me feel disrespected. If that makes sense. I feel like he's pretty mindful. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. I know that that's something that's some people don't like and that's okay i feel like that's a boundary you can set with your partner and you're like honestly i don't like that doesn't make me feel good i don't whatever the reason may be and i feel like your reasons are valid and your feelings are valid and if that's something that bothers you i think that you should communicate that with your partner and i think that if your partner respects you um that they should stop if that's something that you don't like i feel like it's not hard for people to respect their partners and i feel like if i were to tell joel like I don't, I have, there's been times where I tell Joel, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, honestly, Joel, I don't like this. I don't like that. And Joel has been very respectful and has stopped and, um, has listened. And so given our relationship and the way that he's been respectful, I don't feel like, um, this is not something that bothers me. Like I said, I don't feel like he likes stuff or pictures or whatever mm -hmm. in spite or to be like, oh, this bitch is hot. I'm going to go like it and try to get at her. And like, you know, like I trust my man. I don't feel like he would do anything. And I feel like if he needed to swerve somebody, he would. And I feel like he has too. I feel like I've seen it. So, and he's very open about like me and he just makes me feel very secure. That's not something that bothers me again. It's not a problem. I don't feel like Joel, I don't feel like he disrespects me like that. So it's not an issue to me. But again, if it's an issue for you and that's something that you're not comfortable with, I encourage you to be open with your partner about them and let them know that that's not something that you feel comfortable with. Because I don't want you guys to feel like, well, I don't like that shit. That's fine. You know, like 
that's totally fine. I'm not judging anybody for their opinions or their feelings towards certain things. That's this is just my opinion. And personally, I don't mind it. I like pictures of whatever I like. And there's not really a meaning behind it. It's just a like. It's just a picture. At least not to me. So that's why I don't feel insecure or disrespectful. So that's my two cents on it. Yeah, I... I don't feel any type of way. Like, if there is guys that she's liking, she... I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) that's one thing between Lupita and I that we're very, like, mutual on is, like, if there's a guy with a fat ass and he's walking by, I'm going to say this guy had a fat ass. You know what I'm saying? And it's not in a weird, like, If there's a girl with way. a fat ass, I'm going to tell my man, God damn, look at that bitch. has got a fat ass. And I'm be like, word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and vice and versa. And we'll laugh at it. Like, it's not like, I mean, I'm. there's some girls that are like, I would never. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, it's, it's everyone's forte. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, again, I'm very secure in my relationship where, like, I, I have looked at guys and be like, damn, that motherfucker's good looking. Did you get a glimpse of his eyes? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very secure of who I am and what I bring to the table and, like, my value. And I'm also, like, very secure with Lupita in that terms of, like, like you know, I, I, I can window shop without, like, it being weird. Like, and it's not even, like, uh, you know, it's like I don't, like, we both don't, like, are looking out for that yeah yeah making it a big deal like i'm here specifically looking at girls butts like that's my or boys or whatever like y'all we rave if you rave you know what kind of clothing people wear like and i'm not gonna lie at the very first very very first like my first rave experience i was a little like insecure and i was a little like there's some beautiful woman out there at raves and they got some big old booties and they just wear like these little outfits and you're just leaves almost nothing to the imagination and you're like oh shit you know and sometimes it's hard not to feel insecure but even there like joel still joel never makes me feel disrespected he doesn't make me feel like he's going to raves to look at people's asses like it's not at all like that you know what i mean like and he makes me feel very secure he still gives me my place at these raves like and i don't know it's just like i said i just feel very secure in our relationship that doesn't I really don't feel like Joel has any malice in making comments that I feel like we're humans. Like, y'all can't tell me y'all didn't see that big old dumpy dump over there. Like, come on. Everybody saw that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, it was funny. It's funny. I Like you saying that just reminds me of what I used to tell you. I'd be like, so like at a raves, when we'd be at raves, I'd be like, out of all the asses that are here, Yours is the one I want. <laughs> There's a lot of ass. There's People, a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a plethora. Literally. A buffet. All you can eat. Yeah. All different sizes and shapes and different yeah. colors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Too much ass. I say that and people are like, there's no such yeah. thing. But you go to a rave and you will explain and you will know what I mean. And, but. and honestly, same <laughs> as like, you know, I mean, as a man that's also like in a relationship, it's just like, bruh, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even like you don't even bother to look because it's just like you don't need to. There's you're going to keep on looking and looking in the direction you are. And it's just it's going to come across your path, you know. Mm-hmm. But I really do mean that. Like, you know, it's it's one thing to like. To like gawk at someone and be like, yes. you know, like 
be weird about it you know disrespectful about it yeah you know and there is a guy there is guys there's some weirdos out there like we've had an experience where you know we're with our friends and this dude's just being hella weird and like just has his fucking phone out and is yeah trying to have someone to just put their number in without saying anything like bro you're fucking weird dude get the fuck out of here like or like following certain people like yeah us girls if we're just by ourselves and like there's weirdos out there yeah joel is not one of those and i don't feel like he acts like that either or like none of our friends you know like all of our friends also go raving like and they're also like yeah and they're like you know we look out for each other in that aspect but yeah, so when it comes to online social media stuff, I don't mind if Lupita's liking other dudes' stuff. Like I don't I've I don't go look for it. I you know, I've like Lupita and I both kinda say if you go looking for something, you're gonna find something. Mm-hmm. And it's like again, that's that narrative you kinda paint in your head, like, well, why are they looking at why are they looking at this? Why are they liking this? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it, it's easy to go down a rabbit hole of insecurity and like doubt and like low self esteem if you're looking for Mm-hmm. something to find and it's like and if you're looking for something to find like you, you you already got the wrong lens on you know what i'm saying but that's just my opinion on it again but yes if you're like and joel is very open with his like social media like we both are we both have like our our, our each other's like um what passwords to our phones but even then like we're not looking at each other's messages i don't go and look through joel's messages or text messages or anything really and he doesn't look through mine but he also doesn't try to hide anything like if he's out there in front of me scrolling through his messages and i'm there and i just happen to look like it's not weird he doesn't make me feel like i'm snooping i don't feel like i'm snooping sometimes i am sometimes like "Mm, what are you doing you know but like it's never like what are you doing like who are you talking to and never like that and again like i have my stuff open and or i'll you know Joel be like, message this person, reply back to this person. Like, we're very open with our stuff. Speaking of that, I remember one time we were in Las Vegas and <laughs> shout out DB the God, DB God. Um, it was an uh, influencer, content creator out on the street, you know, doing interviews and trying to get people caught up. Yeah, he's just straight <laughs> up trying to get people caught up. And he has, he definitely has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he um he asked us some questions and was like, yeah, you guys in community relationship, blah blah blah. Yeah, okay, cool. We will see about that. Pops up and he's like, all right. He's like, you grab her phone and vice versa, blah blah blah. And so we both open each other's phones. I'm like, man. We both unlock each other's phone. Like we're like, all right, I can unlock this. I don't need him to do it. And yeah, so and he like just really good at what he does. For a moment, I'm like, uh, what, what's going on with this? <laughs> Don't check my browser history now. Oh, hell no. <laughs> but um, he just went through our Instagram and our, our Snap- Snapchat. All of our social media yeah. messages. Yeah, and it was like, all right, who's this? Who's so-and-so? And not only that, he went to like our hidden messages, our like um, requests, like yeah. all of it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and then he just... opened certain like, like uh, there was a conversation between Joel and my roommate and uh, he opened it and... They were talking about me. And he was like, oh, my gosh. And then he opened another one with my other roommate. And he's like, who's this? And then he opened it, and they were talking about me. And then he, like, um, kept scrolling, and it was like, mom, dad. And he's like, all right, all right. And then You guys are verified. You guys are verified. Yeah, it was so funny. And, and then that was when I realized how boring we were. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because safe to say, our little episode that he recorded did, it did not, not make, make it it. <laughs> <laughs> it was not exciting he didn't find shit and yeah by the by the end of it he's like man he's like y'all really are loyal and then of course she ends with like of course that's my queen and so mm-hmm. just stuff like that like you know there's i'm very secure in my relationship like there really is nothing to hide even in moments like that that he literally 
we had no chance to delete anything. Yeah. If on that the was spot. yeah, if that was the case, and but there was nothing to delete because there is no infidelity happening. There is no disrespect happening between our relationship, mm-hmm. and so that's why, um, that's why I don't feel insecure or mind social media. And social media is the devil sometimes. Like, yeah, and we've, and I would say, like add like we've come a long way. Like it 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 for sure did not start here where we're at, but it's definitely like progressed to where we're at because mm-hmm. of that work and that trust and like those insecurities that we did deal with in the very beginning of our relationship to now that we're secure. So Mm -hmm. takes work. Yeah. All right. Next one. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. Is not wanting your girl to go to the club slash bars with her whole ass friends being insecure. (laughs) Speaking of insecure. (laughs) Read that shit again. All right. It says, is not wanting your girl to go to clubs slash bars with her hoe ass friends being quote unquote insecure. Wow. First and foremost, I want to say we support hoe activities over here. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. So go ahead, baby. I'll let you take this one. I'll okay. Um, finish up on it. I like to have my two cents uh, at the end. Well, I want to say something like you're gonna say just because I this was one of the conversations. This is one oh, of yeah, the we, questions yeah, that we, we talked kind about. Of talk about it. It's so, just so funny, but. Um, but Joel's going to definitely piggyback off of me. Um, And this also goes to like the whole social media, the whole insecurities. Like at the end of the day, only one person owes you respect and that's your significant other. And I think that's the only person you can expect from. I feel like if their friends are encouraging them to do something, I think it's up to the person to be like, nah, that's not the way I rule. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to disrespect my significant other. You know what I mean? But it's not to say that I'm not going to support you. You want to go get it? You go get it, girl. I'm going to look from the sidelines because I'm going to stay with my man. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so again, I support whole activities. If my friend was like, you know, maybe not making the best choices, I, as a friend, would say something. I'd be like, hey, you know, I just want to make sure, like, are you sure you want to do that? If that's what you want to do. At the end of the day, we're all adults. We're allowed to do whatever the fuck we want. I can't make anybody do anything they don't want to do. But as a friend, I can give a little bit of my two cents, I feel like, you know, and be like, hey, you sure you want to do that? Is this something you want to do? Or, you know, fuck that motherfucker, you go do it. I'm just kidding. But, but, you know. That's that's what you be talking about. (laughs) Well, you know what? There's a reason they say that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but I, um, again, it comes down to respect. Like, if, like, at the um, at the beginning of our relationship, Joel had friends who were engaging in hoe activities. And again, you know, we don't mind them, but. You know who you are. Uh, yeah. But I was, I was a little, you know, this was the beginning of our relationship. So, like, we hadn't established that trust yet, you know? And so it made me insecure to know that his friend, their, his friends were going to go um do all of those activities and it was hard for me to believe that he wasn't also going to be involved partake. yeah partake in those hoe activities you know because at that point he was taken so it's like sorry but because my hoe ass friends yeah i got some hoe ass friends too but you know, we love them um and so um it caused a little bit of problems in the very beginning. And again, Joel's very good at reassuring and be like, like, you know, I'm the only one that owes you that. And I'm not this kind of person. Like just because my friend is doing that and he's single 
or not, whatever, doesn't mean that I'm going to do that. Like, that's not who I am. But this is also my friend. And again, we're all adults. We can't make people do stuff they don't want to do. And if that's your friend group and that's what they do. And, and you respectfully, know, I'm not going to not hang out with my friend. Exactly. Being a hoe. Unless it's like you're trying to get me to do hoe ass shit. Then it's like, all right, that's where like you're like you're disrespecting my relationship. And that's my responsibility to jump in and be like, yo, you do what you want to do. But don't don't get me involved. Like, I'm not about that, you know, but. I support you. Yes. And and that's what that's the conversation that we had was Joel's like, you know, I'm not going to stop hanging out with my friends. And I didn't want to be that girlfriend. that was like, don't hang out with your friends. But I wanted to communicate that I felt that way because I knew what his friends were doing, you know. And like I said, Joel's always been very transparent, very honest, which is something nice that we've established from the very beginning, which is why Joel was like, I had no reason to believe that any of her intents were malice and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, I had no reason not to believe Joel at that point in my life and I still don't have a reason not to believe Joel so um at the end of the day it's up to your significant other they're the only people that owe you that respect to not engage in those types of activities if that's something that you guys are not okay with you know like to each their own every, every relationship is different but if that's something that you don't want your partner partaking in I feel like it is your partner's um job and responsibility to put that boundary and be like i'm not going to engage in these and you know make sure that you know that they're not going to so yeah but we support whole activities Facts. <laughs> and i mean my two cents on it i wouldn't say so it's not wanting your girl to go to a club slash bar with her friends being insecure i i think you know like again what lupita is saying is when it comes down to it that doesn't make you insecure as a like as a as a as an individual you know i wouldn't i wouldn't label this person as an insecure individual but like i would say like there might be something about that relationship that may be lacking something that may make it insecure to be like i don't trust the old good saying i trust you i just don't trust your friends like at the end of the day the only person you got to trust is your is, is your partner mm-hmm like your partner should be able to walk up in a gymnasium full of of the opposite sex and at the end of the day they should be walking out you know like the only person you need to trust in that gymnasium is that one person that's all you need to trust and if you if you trust that person then I you know there there should be no shame in letting them go and spend time with their friends that like to put, engage in those whole activities <laughs> cuz truthfully you know if it was flipping and you know like you know, being single and, you know, engaging in those whole activities, like, you know, like, we all been there, you know what I'm saying? We all like to, you know, shoot our shot, have fun, you know, get some numbers or whatever, just, you know, and, like, who are we to deny that to someone else, especially if they're not, like, anyone other than a connection to our partner, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't necessarily have to agree with them, you don't also, don't you don't have to support them, but, like, you know, like, I guess, you know, empathize with them, like, you know, you do you, but, like, respect my relationship, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, you know, maybe that's a conversation you may have to have with the friends, maybe that's really, you know, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, conflict there where it's, like, you know, maybe they don't respect that, and that's a part of the insecurity there, but, again, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, you have to trust your partner, and trust that your partner is going to make those you know, rational decisions if they're in a position and, you know, and, and yeah, and it is scary to think like, 
my girl's friends are going to put her in a position where, you know, she's not going to want to be in or be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is scary to think that, but, you know, at the end of the day, again, you know. I trust that your partner can hold herself down or himself down. Yes, exactly. You know, and hold you down when you're not there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I be. Most importantly. That's why when I, when I talk about Lupita, about, you know, to other people, like coworkers, friends, or whoever, people on the street, I always, I always, I always talk about her as my queen because that's my queen. That's a level of respect and virtue that I have towards my woman, you know? If he wanted to, he would. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next question. Oh, of course. (laughs) The kid question. Kids, how many do you want? What does that say? And when. Oh, and when. How many do you want and when? So... Um, I tell Joel, and every time I tell him, he scratches his head. He gets a little nervous. <laughs> but I keep saying that I'm, I'm gonna get on right now. I'm gonna get pregnant on our wedding night. Oh, hell no. <laughs> we get married next year. This is what I mean. She be playing too much, people. <laughs> she be fucking around. We get we having some baby sex that night. <laughs> so if I come out pregnant when, after when that, don't we? Just know why. Now, but he wants to wait a little bit longer. And I I mean, if I ain't pregnant on a wedding night. I'm going to I ain't going to lie. I won't <laughs> deny it. I told her, I was like, look, honestly, I would like for you to be my wife a little a little bit before you are the mother of my children. You know, I'd like to be selfish with you. He's had me for nine years going on 10. He ain't ah. ever going to not want to share me. Whatever. <laughs> so I'm going to make the executive executive decision for both of us. You, got, you expect me to share those chichis, baby? Oh, shut <laughs> up. Yeah. You got me fucked up. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, our wedding night is what I say. At least start trying. I yeah, don't know. We I haven't will, talked yeah. about it, but I mean, I, I mean, I say it all the time. If it were up to me, <laughs> I would like a full like year after our, like our day of our wedding, a full year from there, and then that following year to actually like start trying like contraceptives out. What happens happens. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, like realistically speaking, like it it can it can be trial and error sometimes when it comes to you know pregnancy. So like. I like a full year of us, you know, to just enjoy like our honeymoon phase of being married for a year, and then that following year, that second year, you know, do what we do. You know what I'm saying? So still undecided. So, but anyways, <laughs> that that's up to me. But like, I hear her. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, but at the and then at the end of it all, like if it happens, it happens. I'm not opposed to it, but like. Given given the power and the choice, like <laughs> I would like to wait a little bit, just a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not even that. It's it's just it's right there. It's just like mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, me. it's that time has come. We're ready. Yeah. Well, as ready as we're gonna be at this point, I feel like we've uh, stretched it out long enough. Mm-hmm. Your girl's almost thirty. I don't know how much longer I could stretch it out. I thought I was ready at 25. 25 came along, and I was like, oh, let's do 27. 27 came along, and here I am at 29, and still still i mean what we're not going to get married till next year so technically i'm not going to even have my first child if i conceive next year till i'm 30 Mm -hmm. so but the latest 31 yeah the latest i mean i wouldn't mind waiting one more year what's one more year right yeah right exactly Um, what's one more year but who knows who knows that's another 365 days 
We'll see. Um, just and four then seasons. How many? I definitely want, obviously, a little boy and a little weeks. girl. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. He played too much. Did you hear that? Um, boy, a little boy and a girl. You're saying? Yeah. I want a little boy and a girl. So if I have, like, if we get our two little pairs, maybe that's it. But if we don't, if we have two boys or two girls, then I think we we'll both also have twins in our family. So yeah, there's a big possibility we might get twins. Hopefully, yeah. a boy and a girl. One, you know, two for one special. They keep telling us that I'm like, y'all got yeah. me believing I'm gonna have twins. My first, <laughs> my first pregnancy. Um, so which would be cool too, because then I mean we'd be done. But I can't imagine two. Like I've never had anybody rely on me besides Joel. Now I can't imagine. Well, I got Legend now, but. Oh. But two whole little humans, it's crazy. So um, yeah. let's just start with one. So hopefully we just have one. But yeah, twins, that could be a possibility. Um, so two or three. Four max. And I got to be feeling that fourth yeah, child. Yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. Like, but that's, I think that's about it for us. Yeah, shout out my brother. Honestly, I, I don't think I'd ever got to that number if it wasn't for my brother. and He's at four. And my sister-in-law. Yeah, they got one, two, three, four. They got their little little Brady bunch. Five. They got five. One, two, three, four. Oh, four, four, four. Yeah. Four, four, four. Yeah. Yeah, they got their little. I'm gonna say well, since when? I know. Again. Again, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tali. <laughs> go, go take a pregnancy test right now. Damn it! No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Yeah, they have their four. But they're, you know, they their children are beautiful. Like yeah. watching them being in parenthood, it's like it's it's just reassuring. There's that word again <laughs> that like everything's going to be OK. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I would for sure like two, you know, um, three, you know, I to try for that other one. Yeah, maybe. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, go from there. Um, but if we did get a boy and a girl, like I think that would be something we'd be like, all right, let's, you know, stick with these little rascals. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's, that's what our future with children look like. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what this is all about. All right, so this isn't a question. This is more advice, and this okay. is going back to communication. Communication is key for healthy relationships. If you can't voice your feelings and concerns, ask yourself why. And I think that's a very, it's a very good point. Mm-hmm. If you can't voice your feelings or concern, ask yourself why. That's a good, um, good little. Some two cents. Yeah, some two cents. Communication is key. Let's go with this one. How to keep work life apart from love life at home. Ooh, let me go first on this one. Go ahead, baby. So how to keep... She's actually taught me a lot on this one. <laughs> how to keep work life apart from love life at home. Um, that's funny because I feel like you taught me a lot about this. So there was a time where um, work was just so overwhelming and not a good place for me. And it put me in a very negative mind state of um just constantly complaining constantly constantly and i'm a fucking teacher so we got a contract so i gotta finish my contract so i have to put up with it like if i'm not in a place that i like i don't got a choice i gotta i gotta tough it out for the at least for the rest of the year before i can either not renew my contract or renew it and so that's just like an overview. That's not like present moment. Oh, no, no, no. I love my job right now. I love my kids. I think I found my forever school. But um, this was yeah, this was a while ago. Oh, like 
probably like my first year teaching, second year teaching. Um, and I was also a new teacher. So yeah, you're student teaching. You weren't supposed to be. Yeah, I was student. I was a student and I was a teacher and it just was it just was a lot. And I would complain all the time, all the time, all the time. And it's very um, draining. It's also very consuming. Mm -hmm. And I would come home and I would complain and it would just not help our relationship. And um, it just was such negative vibes. I came in almost excuse me, amargada, like that shit made me so amargada, dude. And misery loves company. Right. And so that was Another one of our downs was, again, not really like our relationship, but our job, my job spilling over into our relationship. And that's where it got messy. And it was a very thin, if no boundary at all, of a work and life balance. And we felt that shit, both of us. And it was really um, toxic. It was that. my Consuming. Super yeah. consuming. And so... Um, and you feel it because, like, it's your partner. Your partner's gone for work, and then they come home, and it's all about work. And it's yeah. like, bruh, yeah. I get it. And it was like that for a long time. And so, um, and that goes both ways. And that was let me throwing a shot. It was just, yeah. And there's time, there's, there's, you know, when Joel was also in a very toxic relationship, he came home every single day and had something new to tell me every single day. Mm -hmm. And we would talk like when I would complain about my day and he would complain about his day, it would be like two hours, three hours of just complaining about our jobs. And like, it would spill into our of, evening yeah. and it just would put a damper on our day because you still feel down from work and overwhelmed and I just mean, it's like, heavy. It's time, and it's time for bed. And you're like, I just got home. But yep. So you didn't realize how much time was being consumed talking about work and, you know, sharing those stories going back and forth. But also you're at a point where, like, if you don't share them, you feel like you're going to explode, like you yes. need to let it out. So yes. it was like very toxic and it was creating tension between our relationship, um, unnecessary tension, really. Mm -hmm. And so one day Joel was like, I can't. I cannot continue to listen to this. And that shit hurt because I'm like, well, first of all, mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? Try fucking living through it. Try work, you know? And he was like, I'm not, I pre I feel like I am. I feel like I am because you come and you spill all of your like all of your negativity onto me. And I feel heavy by the end of this conversation. I feel like I'm at your job. Fuck, I hate your fucking job and I'm not even in your job. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's and if you know, you know what I'm talking about. And so that really like it made me take a step back. Sorry. It made me uh take a step back and like evaluate if that was something that I wanted to continue to bring home. And so um I remember asking one of my coworkers, I was like, "Hey, um how do you do it? I was like, I feel like I go home and I'm just complaining about my job. And it's honestly causing a lot of stress in my relationship. Like, I don't know what to do. Shout out my coworkers. I've always been blessed with some great coworkers. Um, and he was like, oh, he's like, and it was my first year teaching. So he was like, that was me. I think it was two years ago or like last year. And he like expressed him his um, what he went through. And he was like, I also was bringing my stuff to home and complaining to my wife and my wife had to tell me that she just couldn't she couldn't take on my stress that day and that he had to take a step back and he's like I after that he's like I had to ask my wife when I would come home hey can I vent to you today and he's like but I also made it um 
my goal not to go and vent to my wife every day, only on those days where I really needed to. And he's like, and I found that balance. And when he said that, I was like, I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one. I'm glad that this is coming from a genuine place of also being in the same fucking space. So this is obviously normal. People go through this. I didn't feel so like alone and down I felt like I had support and so then I was able to come home and I, I was able to respect Joel and be like you know what Joel deserves that he deserves the respect of not having to hear my fucking shitty day and then ruining his shitty his day and making it sorry baby it was a shitty day but you know it didn't help to add more you know what I mean like that's not Joel's it's not Joel's job to take on that and so that really put into perspective like that work-life balance of you know some days your partner unfortunately can't carry you and your problems and that's okay mm-hmm. we're all humans you know like i shouldn't expect that of him to carry all of that and vice versa you know there's times where joel would come and some days i'd be like honestly baby like i'm i i can give you my attention for about 15 minutes so you better pick out the worst fucking part of your day to tell me because you only got 15 minutes because i i cannot mentally give you more than that because it's going to bring me down like I love my partner it hurts me to see my partner upset and hurt and frustrated and going through all of these emotions and it's hard not to take on their feelings again like how we're talking and want to fix them and so I'm like I just need to leave work at work and I need to leave my home my home my peaceful place somewhere where I can come home and relax and not have to worry about my job again not to say that we don't talk about work like i was saying we're pretty just most of us about our jobs but yeah. we've we've both set a very clear boundary of when we cannot have that conversation or how long we're going to have that conversation and the days that we can have those conversations and both um you know talk about our day and we talk we ask every single day that is uh, those check-ins i'm not kidding we do those check-ins every day i ask joel every single day how is work but i ask now because my job is not so consuming my job is not negative and joel's job is not negative so when we talk about this it's a positive experience now it's no longer a negative venting sesh it's an honest day is a bad day yeah it's not don't get me wrong we have bad days which makes allowing that space to vent even easier now because it's not happening all the time and it is exciting hearing joel's day and vice versa and getting some good laughs and she's meando and so it's it's been a lot better now, but that's definitely a boundary that we had to learn together because we were both in toxic jobs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had to have that conversation where we're like, hey, if you're not happy here, like something needs to be some change needs to be made. You know, like you need to start looking for a different job or like, you know, and we both had to do that. Like I've had to go through different school districts to be where I'm at now. No regrets because I am very happy where I'm at now. And same with Joel. He's had mm-hmm. to go through his fair share of jobs to be where he's at now and now we're both in a very good good place and like i said just a few weeks ago i asked him i said hey how are you enjoying your job because i know that that was something that we struggled with like feeling good at our jobs feeling appreciated and valued and not worn out and so to have a new response and it be a positive one and him being like i actually enjoy my job like it's made all the difference in our conversations and in that boundary of that boundary and that balance of work and life. So if you feel like you're bringing work home too much and it's not in a positive way, then maybe it's time to find another job. <laughs> as, yeah. as, as hard as you don't want to hear it, but it's like, you know, or either you got to push to make that job more pleasurable because y'all, yeah, we're at our I jobs all fucking day. With those, you know, 
the management that you need to or coders yeah. that you need to or like just you know what i'm saying like it is difficult it is difficult um because you spend more time at your jobs than you do at home mm-hmm. and with your loved ones um, so it's important to find a position or a place that's tolerable you know what i mean that you know because again you're gonna have good days you're gonna have bad days that's inevitable mm-hmm. um, but if you're not feeling valued you're not there's no growth there there's no you know motivation or like just inspiration for you being there then it's like that's a question you gotta ask yourself this is something worthwhile is this something worth dedicating my time to my years to my my absence of my you know being with my loved ones for you know and that's those are very difficult conversations and questions to ask yourself because it's like you could be working for somewhere or someone for you know 10 15 years and then be like wow i really give this person this company 10 15 years of my my life but better 10 15 years than your whole life and then to live the rest of your life with regret you know but my two cents on like that like i've now i've come to the realization because of those that conversation lupita had with her coworker, and her, her her him sharing that and like her bringing that was like i was able to implement that uh same like way of thinking of like all right like i now literally when i when we're having conversations about her job and sometimes it's coming to it's kind of going a little longer than normal like i'm, I'm like i'm ready to move on and talk about something else because let's be honest when it's, it comes to you know gossip or just you know cheese me on doing it it's very easy to le- lose track of time or like talk about it and then talk about something else and then come right back to it like sometimes it's just like it's just you gotta leave it there so you can move forward have other conversations like mm-hmm. you know other check-ins and other like responsibilities and other things that get to get done um yeah, there's more to work. There's more to life than just work. You got, yes. you got other goals. You got, yes. you know, that you can talk about too. Yeah, you know, um, and then, like, wh- like what I've learned, like I do now, like I will say, oh, okay, I'm done talking about work, and I say that not not for Lupita. I say that for myself. So I'm I'm verbally stating that out loud that I am done talking about work. That is for me to register in my brain and in my mind that I am done talking about work. So that way my brain is ready to let go of that topic and fixate on something else. Mm-hmm. If there's anything I can, you know, shed on that is if, you know, if work and, you know, talking about work is a problem, I would recommend doing that. Even if it's not a problem and you just want to limit yourself so that way you can move on to the next topic, say that. Even if it's not about work, I'm done talking about this. I'm done talking about. Yeah, we both say that. Yes. I've, I've picked that up from Joel. is, And it does help because it does end the conversation. And it also tells us the person that you're talking to that you're done, that you don't want to continue. You don't need any more two cents. And we never obviously end on like cutting somebody up. Like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to yes, hear anymore. I, I, yeah, I'm not, that's not me saying that. Like <clears throat> after Lupita saying, like talking about her, mm-hmm. her day at work, I say that when I'm done talking about my like this is what happened, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm done talking about work. And that creates that boundary, too. Mm-hmm. That's like, okay, we're done. And yeah, we were able to... Let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so uh, that it's, that's been really helpful, and that's been really nice. Cause, and I've also, like, as I drive home, like, I reflect on my day, and I determine if it was today a good day or was today a bad day. Because in my line of work, what I do, like, I, I there's... There's always going to be some type of like, you know, stress, just like any any job, like there's moments of high stress, there's moments of quick decision. And it's like, 
you know, like if we're always focusing on that, that can also be like you're bringing that stress home with you, mm-hmm. regardless if it was a good or bad day. And so, like, when I have those good days, I I leave those high stress moments out, and I'm like, yeah, I actually had a good day. This is I'm gonna highlight the good parts, because then when I take out when I when I come home and I release that in my home in my energy that energy into my home, I don't want to always bring those high stressful situations and high anxiety moments. Where I had to relive that, and then now I'm in my house, and I'm like, you know, my house is a sanctuary where I am able to relax and unwind, and you know, it's a safe space not just for myself but for my partner and whoever else is here. And so, um, I like to make that conscious decision before I get home to determine if it's a good day, so I can focus on the good days. And if it's a bad day and I need to talk about it, okay, it's a bad day, but then I'm also conscientious of how long I'm gonna t- talk about it, so that way, it's not I'm. Off I work at five, I'm talking about it till nine, going to bed, thinking about work, feeling the stress of work just to go to wake up to go to work. You know what I'm saying? So I just, it's very uh, beneficial to limit those conversations and limit, like have that work-life personal balance when you come home. Mm-hmm. Is it your turn or my turn? Oh, uh, your turn. Okay. Oh, we already answered this one. How do you guys keep things spicy? Oh, Yes. What is the meaning or feeling of being in love from both of your perspectives? Oh, what is the meaning or feeling of being in love from both of your perspectives? Okay. You want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So I've always said this ever since I was like a kid because I've always worn my heart on sleeve. But uh, love... It's not a noun. It's not a first place thing. It's a verb. You, you, it's an action. When it comes to love, it's an action. You know, and it, although it is, you know, described as a feeling, but it's, to me, it's an action. You do things when you're in love. You know, like you make those hard decisions. You make those hard, have those hard conversations when it comes to like love, and and it being, you know, genuine. You know. Feeling real love versus feeling fatuation and, you know, really liking someone is not the same uh, type of action that I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would say the, the meaning of feeling of love is to to look at the look at life in, in the long run and uh, like on the big grand scheme of things, you know, um, Feeling in love is like it's just a, a like a euphoric, authentic, genuine feeling. That's more than just like a high. It's also like this intense like feeling in like control over you and like maybe control is not a good word, but just it's in a it's an emotion that it's an overwhelming feeling. Yes, it's an overwhelming feeling. It is very overwhelming feeling. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between love makes you do a lot of things um but my my perspective of love like it's very pure it's very genuine it's very sweet kind forgiving um but it's also very it's moving you know it will get you somewhere it will make you do things um love is love is an action as much as it is a feeling in my opinion um i love that yes so that's my (laughs) two cents um yeah i think uh 
love. Um, I believe in God. I believe there's a higher being. And um, I read the Bible. I'm very, I'm a big uh, relationship over religion. Um, but I do, I do, I was raised Catholic, um, not practicing Catholicism anymore, but um, super cliche, but there's a quote in the Bible, and I think it's at Corinthians 11, 13, I'm over here quoting the Bible, I'm not sure, but it's the one that's like, love is not boastful, love is kind, love is patient, and I believe that, and that's, that's, to me, that is the definition of love, is all those things, you know, is patience, is forgiveness, is kindness, is um, all of the stuff that Joel said, being kind or being sweet to one another, thinking self, very selfless. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like love is very selfless. It's very pure. Um, and it's overwhelming. Like, I feel like love is being worried about somebody, you know, like love is all of the above. And, and I feel like, uh, all of that, like Joel said, is an action, you know, like, being kind you're that's the act of being you know being compassionate that is the act of being compassionate you know compassionate and i feel like that all falls under love like you know i feel like a lot of people well no i shouldn't say a lot of people but like i just feel like some people you know think they're in love and you know have this definition of love and then one day you're hit with real true love and you're like well damn like i thought that's what love was but this is what love is and Mm -hmm. and that's the feeling part of it is what people are talking about is that warm feeling you feel inside your heart and the butterflies you still feel every single day like i still feel them for you baby every single day i you still make me feel warm and fuzzy inside every single day and it's just you know not to say that there's days where i don't feel all warm and fuzzy because you know there are days that i don't feel all warm and fuzzy but a majority of the days i do and and the effort to make sure that we feel that warm and fuzzy feeling is important. And I think that we, like Joel said, you know, those words of affirmation, like I never felt sexy. I feel like Lupita, not that he didn't feel sexy, but he felt like I needed to say those things because I'm his girlfriend. I was his girlfriend at the time. Now I'm his fiance. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he, you know, he feels it now. He knows like he looks fucking good and you should because you do. And, you know, that, that to me is like love that, consistency that reassurance all of that and again that's all acts acts of reassurance being consistent the act of being consistent you know is it's all part of actions and I feel like to me that's what love is it's all of the above and just pure and meaning well and wanting the best yes very genuine yes like and and that's also like kind of backtracking to like feeling safe Mm-hmm. and like being ourselves like i'm able to be myself authentic self which like is like a conduit to my love yeah you know? i'm weird as fuck angel still loves me yeah same <laughs> same and so yeah like you know if you're able to be yourself like and you're able to show that love like that love is even that much more greater like you know everyone that loves in their own way and i think that's it's important for us to love in our own way because it makes us makes that love even more unique mm-hmm. um and so like you know i'm i'm all about details and intention and like making things special because like we are special we're all very unique we all have our own fingerprint you know not one is the same 
And I just want to add some, sorry, but we didn't interrupt you, but I just want to add something. Like, I know this is, we were talking about relationships, but, you know, I feel like this, this feeling of love is also very mutual within our friends, within our family. Like, yes, and ourselves. You know, yeah, and ourselves, our own relationship with ourselves. Like, because relationships aren't just between a, a, a significant other. They're also with your family, with your friends, you know, and, and feeling and appreciating your friends and your family and also making them feel warm and fuzzy inside. And I, mm -hmm. I pride ourselves in making our friends feel that way because our friends deserve it too and our family yeah. deserves it too. And I know that yeah. our friends can attest to how much we love them. And, and our stupid dog. Yeah, and our dog always a big baby. Um, and so I feel like it spills out into everything. Like when you come from a place of love and that's the way you decide to live your life in, a, in in that way. Like it pours out into all your relationships, into your friendships, into your family. Um, and I feel like, I f like, for example, I feel like with my parents, like I obviously as they get older, you, I feel like grow an even fonder appreciation of them and love and like, yo, Mother's Day, my mom's birthday on a fucking Tuesday. Thinking about my mom or my dad or my family, it like brings tears to my eyes of love. Like I'm like, I feel so blessed to have my mom with me and my dad and, you know, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law and just all my family and all my friends. Like it's just such an underrated blessing. And, and I feel like when it's pure like that, the love you definitely feel it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Legends making an appearance. I know. But yeah, that's what love is to me. It's beautiful, baby. Thanks, baby. Just like you. <laughs> How did y'all meet? Oh, I kind of already went through that a little bit. A little bit. But go ahead. Well, so I was approached by my roommates when I was in college. <laughs> I was approached. By one one of them in particular. I'm going to get the story right because they didn't argue about it. But Who was it? Y'all know him, Daniel. <laughs> uh, Daniel came to me and was like, hey, bro. I'm tired of seeing you depressed. <laughs> basically, he's like, you need to get some pussy, bro. Nah, he didn't say that, but. Dumb. <clears throat> Nah, that's I'm the one just, thing he told him he wasn't gonna get. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. He said, "Yeah, anyways." But uh, he basically was like, "Hey, bro, there's this friend of mine I have that I think would you guys would fit you you would match." Now I don't know if he had this conversation with the guys before. You know, granted, who we all were at that time and like our relationships then, he probably may have brought that up. But he, Daniel was the one that approached me and was like, "I have this friend, blah blah blah." She's coming up here. Yeah, and she's this and that. She's a good girl. She's sweet. Um, she don't got no track record, um, and she comes from a good home. Her, you know, her parents are hard workers. Mm. So like, I really got like, like I said, I was very impressed by my first impression of her. That was it. That was my my roommate coming to me and being like, "Yo, I got nothing but good things to say about this girl. What do you think?" And so I, and then. To add on to that, that reassurance that I got from my other roommates, they were like, yeah, we all can attest to what Daniel's saying. This is true. And so 
I was a square. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so there I was, you know, with my protractor and everything. Imagine the 90 degree 90 angles. 90 degree angles all the way fucking around. <laughs> basically. She was cute, though. She was cute square. I'll tell you what. Aww. You could get it. No, but anyways. I did. Yeah, she did. Definitely did. Um, So he approached me with that, and then I talked to the rest of my roommates, and we, they, yeah, they reassured me, you know, basically that doubled down on what Daniel was saying, and I was like, okay, I got an opportunity here, you know, I don't know how many times I'm going to have something like this present itself to me, and so, yeah, I sent my friend request on IG, (laughs) um, and then, yeah, she made me wait like two days before she approved it. And I approved hers right away so she could see my stuff, all that good stuff. And then um, the rest is basically history. You know, she came up that day to visit Central to get her stuff taken care of, get her classes in order. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Yeah, both Daniel and Martin were like, we have a class right now. Mm-hmm. And so then Joel was like, well, I need to turn in some papers at the Honeycomb Building. What was it called? Is it not barge? Is it barge? I think it's barge. No, barge is the nice ones, the really nice ones. The honeycomb building. If you went to Central, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's like, like I gotta. Building. It's the math building. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I gotta turn in some math papers, and so he's like, you want to come? And yo, he pulls up in his little white beamer, and I'm like, God damn, he's got a little white beamer. You driving foreigns out here, dude. It was so know? nice. So I was like, brownie points. He's got a nice car. He's got a car. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> and so um, we drove. He drove me. I, I went with him. I accompanied him because I was still waiting for Cassie. So Cassie didn't – I would go back home with Cassie, but I would wait till she got off of work. And she got off of work at 5. She used to work at the clinic up there. Such a hard worker. Shout out, Cassie. Um, and so I had time to kill. And so I was like, all right, well, then I'll go with um, I'll go with Joel, I guess. And we went. We walked around, came back, and then we were in his car for like – two hours i think or like an hour and a half just talking in there and then our and then dude and then as we're walking out martin and daniel were like in joel's room upstairs it was they lived in a two-story house and they had the window open and they were playing like stupid sex sounds they were like oh on their phones i was like oh my gosh who are these guys Nah, what were they playing? Let me say my boys real quick. It was not Martin and Daniel. It was Kyle. Oh my gosh! People. Whatever. Somebody was, was at the Kyle. fucking window playing these weird moaning sounds, and I'm like, stupid yeah. boys. But it was it was pretty funny. And then the rest is history. Here we are, nine years later, about yeah. to get married, own a duplex, and have a dog. Yeah, couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, pretty fun. Just a year after our wedding, we got pregnant. Let me see. <clears throat> how should a man propose ah. i think a man should propose the way he wants to propose i think that Thanks. that's such a hard decision already like to make to be like this is and I, not that it's hard but like i feel like as a the man pressure. yeah the pressure and you put a lot on yourself you know to be like I'm the one that has to pop the question. They don't have to be the one that pops the question. All right, we're in 2023. The woman can do it too. More Thanks. power to you. Um, but whoever, whoever is proposing, it's a big commitment, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the pressure of it want of you wanting it to be perfect. Like this is the person you want to be with for the rest of your life. Like, of course you want it to be special. And so I think that that's what makes it special is when it comes from you. 
And not to say that, you know, you can't get a little bit of help or if you feel like you need to get some help. Hey, whatever. Like I said, I got help for what, sure. Yeah. Like shout whatever it is for you, then yeah. Shout out everybody that helped. It was I'm beautiful. Um, I think that's what makes and it myself. special is knowing that it comes from that person and that that person tried their best or whatever it may have been. And, and believe it or not, I feel like as a man, as a woman, as non-binary, <laughs> you know, um, you know what you want to do and how to do it. And I think you should trust yourself in mm-hmm. your decision because know that the person that you're going to propose to is just going to be ecstatic that you're proposing. And it don't matter how it is, that moment is going to be special, whether it's with balloons, flowers, or in the comfort of your own home on a Friday night watching a movie because that's something that you guys do together and that's special to you guys. Like, it can be anything. Don't let these extravagant proposals make you feel like you need to do an extravagant proposal. You know, you do something special for your significant other and I can guarantee you they're going to appreciate it and love it and it's going to be very memorable. Like, I think that's my two cents as a woman who got proposed to. Um... I think Joel did a perfect job. I don't think he could have done any better. I think it was beautiful. Y'all hear that? uh, (laughs) I think, you know, I think you can ask, like Joel and I, Joel had, Joel asked me, we had that conversation. He's like, you know, when I proposed to you, because obviously I knew it was going to happen. So he's like, when I proposed to you, he's like, is there anything that you would like? Like, you know, and I was like, I don't think that's, sorry to cut you off. No. But I think that's necessary if, like, you're in a relationship and that's where, like, y'all know where it's headed. Mm-hmm. I think. And you want to. And you don't have to. You don't have to. Joel yeah. asked me. I feel like we're, that's just the, that's just the way Joel wanted to yeah. do it. You I don't have I, to ask at all. Yeah, you don't have to. I think it's helpful if that's something, like, there's non-negotiables. And Lupita did have a non-negotiable. Yeah, and my non-negotiable was I would like it if my family, if our family was there, if my mom and dad and his mom and dad were there to see such a special such a special uh, moment for us and he went above and beyond um but again mom and dad guardian aunts friends they don't have to be there it can be a very very intimate moment between just you and your significant other your partner and it'd still be beautiful you know so it's definitely up to you yeah i would i would say how a man should propose uh it would it most certainly should come from you like it should say you, you know what I mean? Like it should say, this is how so-and-so proposed, you know, like, and the reason why I say that again, I'm also very intentional. Like I, I do believe like we are unique. We are, we all have that attribute to make things special, you know, like no one is, everyone matters, you know, everyone matters to a certain someone and everyone has special characteristics about them special things that they do whether it's a pattern or a quirk or something like there's something about you that makes you you and there's something about you that someone wants to marry you about and i mm-hmm. think when you ask someone to you know to marry you like that's some of those highlights you can pull from you know what i mean not saying you have to but this is how should man propose this is how a man should propose in my opinion like allow it to be come allow it come allow it to come from you so that way when that question is asked that is felt because you're presenting yourself as a man to a woman 
to ask her hand in marriage. You know, you're asking for her to accept your last name and accept you, accept your lineage, your blood, your DNA. Like, there's a lot that goes into asking a person to marry you. But you also don't have to take on the last name. That's also very, nowadays, yes. very optional. You know, that's something that I would like to take on. I feel like Joel and I have talked about that as well. I think that's an important conversation to have. If yeah, and you want to take on the last name or not, you know? Yeah, and, and I actually had this conversation the other day with my friends where, you know, like, back in the day it was... What it what what that was all about was you know basically women being bought out mm -hmm. from their last name. Now of course like I don't see it that way. I'm not denying that that's what what it was or like how, what happened there. But like I my perspective on it is like I wouldn't give anyone just my last name. Like it's an honor. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at it in, in the lens of an honor. You know, despite that whatever it was the history that it came with. But like you know I'm not buying out lupita like i i you know i asked her for her end in marriage you know i treat her the way i treat her because it is an honor to give her the, my my name you know and i want and i said my job to present that as a an honorable thing you know because if it wasn't honorable i would be treating it in a dishonorable way but going back to that question i believe it's it's up to the man to you know make it special in their own way and again that's how our woman our woman and and that's how you know your partner will make it like they would have received that as special and you know it's it's a little bit of a, a balance of what they would like but also what you would like you know mm -hmm. and i think it's important especially as men men i tell you what it could be easily misconstrued i know when it came to our proposal like it, there there's just too many fingers in the pot <laughs> And I think too many fingers in the pot, like, that can take away it from coming from you. And I think it's important for you to speak up as yourself, as on your behalf, as your man. This is your day to propose. This is your day to ask that question. It is not no one else's. So you need to take charge and reign on that. Even if you're not that kind of person. Like, because at the end of the day, this person you're asking isn't going to marry you. They're not going to marry your mom. They're not going to marry your sister. They're not going to marry your... Your and they want it to come from you. Like yes. I want Joel to propose to me, not my friend's ideas of what I think I want. You know, because I feel like my ideas could have never surmounted to what Joel did. Like he had it. He knew what he was doing and there was really no need for me or anybody to question whether it was going to be beautiful or not. And so trust yourself and believe that your significant other is going to love whatever and however you decide to propose. Yes. Thank you, baby. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome, baby. Appreciate it was. You. And it's, and, and, and on top of that, have fun with it. Like have fun with it. Like let it be a memorable moment that y'all can, you know, look back on and share. Cause that's when it comes down to it. It doesn't need to be, you know, riches. It doesn't need to be, mm -hmm anything that's like you know what you see in the movies it's it's literally your day you make it how you want it like you know the way i see it the way i like to approach it with our friends and like our family like it's your day you want me to sit in my head i'm gonna sit on my head mm -hmm. you tell me what i need to do and i'm gonna do it because this is your day and i think it's honorable and like just that love is genuine like you know you let me know what you want i'll give that to you all right next question all right last question and it's for joel all right. What is your favorite meal Lupita makes? I love her tortillas, by the way. 
haven't been making much of those lately. Yeah, unfortunately. But they're bomb. But you can, though. <laughs> shout, out, shout out your mom mm-hmm. for upholding my gluten-free lifestyle and making tortillas de maíz. Oh, I know. Handmade for everyone. Um, mm, damn. I love what she makes dino nuggies. <laughs> ah, just kidding. Dumb. What's your favorite meal? Um... I do love your flautas. Like, I'll take your flautas any day. <laughs> Every day. Every day. It's the little uh, tomato juice that I put on it. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what, yeah, you haven't, I was going to say, Loki, I kind of didn't want to say your flautas, but you haven't been making your tomato juice. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it. So that's what it is. It's the flautas with her tomato juice that she makes homemade. And her sauces. She makes some pretty good sauces. Thanks. Yeah. What's my favorite meal? What's your favorite meal? Or what's like my favorite meal that yeah. you make? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite meal I make? Um, well, what do you make? I'm just kidding. I'll tell you. <laughs> steak and lobster tail. Yeah, that was bomb. Um, he makes bomb steak. Anything grilled on the on the grill. Anything on the grill. He he gets down on the grill. Like I love it when he makes barbecue chicken or like asada or some. Um, Fuck me up some weenies. <laughs> yeah, <She> anything, <laughs> anything on the grill he makes is pretty bomb. Yeah, yeah. I can't grill for shit, so yeah, it's nice when he does. That's probably my favorite. And yeah. his steak is bomb. He makes some bomb steak. He knows how to make it like uh, rare, medium rare. She likes well, it well done. No, no, I'm getting into the pink now. I think it's like what um, medium rare. Yeah, medium rare is what I like. You don't like mine. No. You no, like his shit's fucking mooing. Still, that moo. I'm like, bitch, hell no. <laughs> that shit I like. No, mine is like a little bit pink. I like a little chase. What's the what pink? Saying? It's not pink. Pink is medium rare. No, but like a little bit of pink. Yeah, a little bit of medium. pink. Okay, medium. Yeah, that's what I like. I like medium. Where there's no juice, it's like. Yeah, but it's not as chewy as well done. Yeah. I understand now the well done. Why people are like, what the fuck, dude? That shit. I be chewing some carne sometimes forever. I'm dude, like, god damn. Yeah, it's just well done. So I've grown an appreciation for medium and learning that as long as it's a certain degree, it's cooked. It's not crudo. (laughs) But don't tell my dad that. (laughs) Tell me about it. But so what do you think of our little episode, baby? A lot of questions. Thank you, everyone. That was a lot. Good questions, too. Shout out you guys. We didn't have an episode without you guys. So yeah. Thanks for coming through, like always. Yeah, and thank you, baby. I appreciate you. I feel like I learned a little more about us, like having this kind of dialogue between you and I. And Me too. Having a little audience, big audience, I should say. I know everyone out there is listening, tuning in <laughs> to Joe's mind. Here, a little bit of Alupitas. But, um, but with that, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you made it this far, you made it all the way through the last question. We appreciate you. Um, Follow us on our socials. I'll tag Lupita down there if she wants it or not. Um, and then, as you already know, Joe's Mind Podcast is about becoming a better version of you. And if you want to learn more about that, learn more about becoming a better version of you in different ways, relationships, uh, self, mental, physical, all that good stuff. I'm your guy. This is your podcast. You are welcome here. All is welcome. So please hit that subscribe button on your preferred listening platform and follow my socials. And stay in tune with Joel's mind through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and wherever else you can find me. Thank you for having me, baby. 
Of course, baby. I love you. Thank you. And you're my first guest with my mural, baby. How's I know. that feel? I was just looking at it right now, and I was like, it's pretty badass. Like, yeah, yeah I feel honored. I'm very intentional, and, and it just, you know, not that it really, really mattered, but, like, in my mind, I'm like, who's going to be my first guest? And I'm just, I'm honored for you to be my first guest oh, with my thanks. beautiful mural. Shout out my boy, Jose, out there doing your thing. Appreciate you making this vision come to life. Um, but, yeah. So, with that, have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. Have a good evening. Happy birthday. We love you. Peace. Bye. <laughs>